Hello and welcome back to Podcast 572. I'm your host as always, Kyle. I'm joined by my two friends, Dan and Matt. And as always, we're going to start by talking about what we've been playing. Um, I'm going to kick it off first and talk about Rogue Legacy 2 because I've been extremely excited ever since they announced that this was coming out to council. They announced it at the beginning of April, so and then it was out, I think, last week. So it was a pretty quick like turnaround. Um, Wasn't it? it? Was it in beta at some point? So, uh, and I'll I'll preface this by okay. saying, so it, it has been in early access since August of 2020. Okay. So it's been in early access for a while, and I actually have it on Steam. I played it, like, initially when it came out into early access and liked what I did. I think I even did a stream of it on my YouTube channel, and then I said, this is really good, but there's not a lot here. I'm just going to wait till it's done, kind okay. of a yeah. thing. So um, thinking that they were probably just going to only put it out on PC first and then bring it to consoles later. But for whatever reason, they brought it to the Xbox. So right now it's out on PC and it's out on like whatever Xbox you have. It it works on any of them. So it doesn't matter. Um, it is like so I had to think back on it. Like Rogue Legacy one came out like 2013, like tail end of 2013. So it's been almost 10 years. Uh, and the, and the company that makes the games only made one other game that was like a like co-op brawler type game. Like think like the old uh, TMNT games. Okay. Oh, yeah. That style of game. Okay. So that's like the only other thing that they've really made. So they've been working on this game for a while. Uh, it's like just a really expanded version of the first game. So like there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more like there's more different very like varied biomes and stuff. Like the very the first game, there was like four main areas you could go to. There's like a castle area, a forest area, and I forget the other two it's been a long time. Uh this game, I am I've played about maybe ten hours of it thus far. I am in like what's called probably would define as the third area which is like a snow area, but there's like a bunch of zombies and it's pretty cool. So it starts out like you're in a castle. And then um, after that, there's a, there's another area like in between this almost, it's like a, like a seaside, like port dock type situation, which is an interesting environment for the game, but it works just like rogue legacy one, except it's just, it's just very well more expanded. There's a lot more to find. There's a lot more to do. Um, there's a lot of different like new moves and stuff. There's a new uh, spin kick move that you can do. So you can use this spin kick move to like hit certain objects in the environment that will actually propel you like upwards to get into secret areas to find stuff. Um, the other thing I'll say that's really cool about this game is you don't, you know, roguelike games are meant to be really, really challenging, which right. is a turnoff for a lot of people. Oh, this yeah. game has a thing called house rules. So what it does is it lets you go in. You can adjust literally every value in the game. So you can adjust enemy health. You can adjust your health. You can adjust, you know, how the enemies spawn. Uh, it doesn't disable anything. So like if you're an achievement hunter, it does not disable achievements. Uh, you can also turn it up higher. So like if you want to make the game hard as shit, you can turn up to 200% for enemy health and you can have a real bad time. <laughs> so, um, but it, it like, that's kind of a game changer for this type of game. Cause you don't, you don't see roguelike games like this that do that. So I think yeah. by op- that opens the door for more people to play this type of game. Because a lot of people, you say, oh, it's a roguelike game. They immediately go, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> so um, the art style is a little bit different, too. Like I, the first one was very much like a 2D. This is more of a 2D, 2.5D. So there's like a little bit of a 3D-ish like aspect of it going on. 
Um, there's new characters and stuff too. There's a, the, the one lady character that's pretty cool is like, she's a, uh, pizza vendor. And so you find her like at one point and her whole, the whole aspect and this, this actually enters, this introduces like another cool element of the game. So obviously every time you die, I should explain what rogue legacy is. So every time you die, you're a part of this lineage. So when you die, you take over as the, as the successor. So then you'll be the next child in this lineage and then you'll have different traits. You can pick from a variety of classes, just even more in this game than there was the last one. So you can be a, a you can be a mage, a knight, a barbarian. There's like a bunch of different ones. And the thing about this game is it, there are there are different points in each section where there's like a teleporter. So the pizza vendor lady, her thing is once you unlock her and kind of help her out of this area because she's locked up somewhere. She will actually let you pay for a one-time fee to unlock one of these teleporters. So, for example, if you make it to the third biome and you pay her, I think it's like almost two grand in gold, she will permanently unlock that. So, like, if you die and you get the next child and you go there, you can literally use the teleporter at the beginning to make it to whatever that is. Because so kind of, again, oh yeah okay progression essentially yeah so like it gives you a little bit of progression but again the thing about it too is when you die the whole environment changes it's different every single time and if you've played the first one like you'll notice like it's different every time but you start seeing the same patterns over and over again I haven't right. seen the same pattern in this game so they definitely went a lot deeper with that too um but no it's just it's been fantastic I beat the first two bosses I haven't seen the third one yet because I just got to that biome. I have no idea how many biomes are in the game, uh, but it's it's just a fantastic sequel to an already great game uh, that they just they spent. They must have stuck their heads down in the sand, spent a long time thinking about the different systems. Uh, it's for me, it's up there with Elden Ring is one of my favorite games of the year. So but I mean, it shouldn't surprise. I love the first one. So. Yeah, I mean, I remember when <laughs> the first one came out. It was like, I beat it on every I beat it on every I was I told Matt earlier this week when we were talking at work it's i i originally was gonna buy a ps4 when bloodborne came out and i bought it early to play rogue legacy because it came out on the ps4 first <laughs> so even Dude, though I, already, I think i remember that yeah and i and, and i did that because i'd already like did everything you could do in the pc version because that's where it came first and i was like well i want to play it again <laughs> and now it's out on playstation so yeah you've well, been playing i can tell you yeah, so after you talked it up the last, like, what was it, a couple, like, two shows ago? I think so, uh, yeah. I was like, you know what, let me just see what happens. I had a $5 credit to... Yeah, and it was on sale. Like, in the yeah, and I was like, I was one. like, you know what, let's just go ahead and snack. I'm getting my ass handed to me mm-hmm. in the first game. <laughs> I'm well, like, I was like, dude, no, I'm I'm done. Like, I, I've been playing it probably for the past week, week and a half, maybe. And it's just okay. like, I'm like, man. But it's it, it is a lot of like even though it is an older game, it's mm-hmm. still entertaining. Like I, I mean, yeah, it's my first exactly. time ever touching it, and I I I mean, it's it's pretty. I'm having a good time with it, even though yeah. I'm getting my ass handed to me. I'm still having a good time with it. And I'll say it like it's so it's come out on everything. Like I remember originally when it came out, I was like, oh, I really hope it comes to 3ds because it'd be cool if it was portable. It is on Switch. So, oh, I, I do have it on Switch as well. I think I have I own a physical copy of it on Switch. Because they did a limited run. Did they, oh, did they? Yeah. Really? I must have not gotten that one. And then I have that weird when we when when Dan and I were at GameStop, they had this thing where they would publish indie games yes, for PC. And I have that as well. Oh, like that's a cool. Book. And that's weird. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, those I, were really weird. So I bought a couple of those too. I bought like uh Punch Club. Yep. And um 
I think I have nuclear throne as well. Yeah, so yeah. There was one. another one I got too. Those, those were super weird because they were just steel books of the games. It was a random thing. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And then they all clearance to like ninety seven cents at one point. Right? Well, the thing that was cool about it too was they came with the Steam codes. Like you, obviously, even at that time, like people weren't popping discs into their PCs anymore. So uh, it just came with Steam code. You could just use that if you didn't already own the game. So yeah, they were cool. Um, that kind of covers Rogue Legacy too. So that that's the thing that I've played the most. Um, couple other things that I played, I did. I did. I only purchased it because it came out on the Xbox. It was on like a brief temporary sale. So I said, I might as well try it and see how it is. Cause I know the switch port of it wasn't great, which is the house of the dead remake. Oh yeah. Um, it's here's what I'll say. It runs, it runs fine on a series X, obviously. I mean, it would have to sure, but think about it this way. Do you want to play a light gun game with a controller <laughs> and, no, move I mean, the, and move the cursor around? As someone who's done that in the past, like it's, with, for multiple games, that are always bad. It, it brought me back memories of Resident Evil Survivor. So, <laughs> um, but like it was, I, I beat through like the campaign or whatever. So, like I enjoyed yeah. playing it again because I, I had played it originally when it came out on the Dreamcast. But uh, I, it, it's fun. It was, it was definitely worth running through it. Um, I also played because I picked it up on that spring sale. Uh, this is a game that that's been out on PC for a little bit. It's on a console as well. Uh, which is Daymare 1998, which if you don't know, Daymare 1998 is from a studio that was originally remaking like an unofficial remake of Resident Evil 2. And then they got a cease and desist from Capcom. Capcom decided, oh, hey, we're going to make that. So what they did was they took that and they just made their own survival horror game, which is Daymare 1998. Um, It's cool. It's it's, (laughs) you play as like, I would say the character you play as is essentially hunk. And so you're very much part of like an umbrella organization and your whole thing is the whole point of the game is you're going into a facility to cover up the accident. Right. So that's what the point of that game is. So I played a little bit of it and then said, like, I'll come back to this because I don't need to play it right now. But uh, it's it's fine on the Xbox. Like it it runs fine. Um, The last big thing that I played and then we can move on to Dan uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. So I got my copy of Switch Sports. Um, it's one of the few games like I can, I, I wouldn't say one of the few, but it's one of the games I can play with my girlfriend. I knew she would like it. So, um, we tried, <laughs> we tried every sport, but soccer because you have to wear the leg strap and you know, with two of it, there's only one leg strap. So that's kind of pointless, but, uh, we tried, so there's yeah, volleyball, there's an extra $10 leg strap. <laughs> yeah. I, Hey, I splurged for it. <laughs> uh, so we played volleyball, uh, tennis badminton and i forget there's one other sport in there the only one we didn't do is like the sword fighting one i didn't try that one you did bowling uh, then, right? we did bowling that was the first yeah, thing we did we played a couple rounds of bowling that's probably my favorite sport in the game i, I mean again it's built for yeah it's it's wii sports like it's what it is on the switch it works because the thing that's funny about it is like everybody forgot since the switch came out and one two switch came out that those joy cons can do all that shit Right. All the motion yeah. and the weird like sensing the, because yeah. nobody's used that technology this whole time. Really, everybody kind of gave up on that stuff and they just started making games. Like exactly you know, where you where the most of the time I'm using a pro controller. So yeah, exactly. So that stuff all works really really well because I even thought about it when we started playing. I'm like, wait, I don't even have like a Wii sensor bar or anything. Like I'm just bowling here and it works. So yeah. uh, bowling <laughs> is my favorite. Uh, her favorite was badminton. 
that actually works really well. I heard that one's pretty good. I did not care for volleyball because I it is really complicated. I heard that and, one's pretty bad. And the thing that sucks about it is, so if you're playing, if you're playing with two people on the same screen, they make each of you go through like a 10 minute tutorial. So like I did the tutorial and she's like, well, what am I going to get to do the tutorial? And when I finished it, it's like player two's turn to do the tutorial. And I'm like, oh, is that just like to practice all the moves and stuff? Yeah, you have to because it's very complicated. So um, the other thing that I really dislike about the games is so when I loaded it up, it hits you right off the bat with, hey, why don't you put that wrist strap on? Which, like, well, I haven't seen that wrist strap since I bought my Switch. Yeah. Uh, they remind you it is every load screen in this fucking game. Hey, why don't you put that Switch? Well, you got I mean, that strap laying around? Why don't you put that on? Like, origi- I mean, you know as well as I do, original Wii Sports was the was the Wii and TV <laughs> Destroyer. And it's starting the, to have the plasma TVs. Again, isn't mm-hmm. it? So I get why they do it. I, I get mean, it this too. time at least it, it's connected by default to that like piece you slide on the top. Like, yeah. Extra yeah. Bucks. Like it makes more sense that you would still have it. Yeah. Kind I of have to find, I have to find mine, but I was like, no. oh, we'll just be really careful. So yeah, uh, but other than volleyball, which I said that like, that was disappointing. Like all the other sports work really well. I don't, I won't say volleyball doesn't work well. It just, I think it's too complicated because sure. you have to flick the stick to move your character, but then you also have to be doing the movements to hit the ball and, and do, do all a bunch to, of shit. You have to move. You have to use the, like, so if, so if I'm using the left joy con, I have to use the joystick to move my character just a little bit around. So like if somebody hits the ball to one end and your character's not there, you have to physically move them over there. Interesting. So, which it does not work that way for badminton because it's just one B one. So they automatically move you. That's more like the tennis game was. Yeah. Tennis is the same way. Yeah. um, And I mean, the only other thing I'll say is like, again, it's a switch game. The technology is outdated, so it doesn't look great. Um, visually like it, it, there's, there's some stuff where you're like, Oh yeah, I'm playing on a Nintendo switch in 2022. (laughs) So, um, but I mean, again, if you were a huge fan of Wii sports or Wii sports resort, uh, this is exact. This is literally just a sequel to that game and it works on your switch. So, I mean, it's something I think mm -hmm. I said it before, but like, it's something that really probably should have existed. I'm amazed it took this long. Right. Yeah, I'm amazed that yeah. this wasn't like a launch window it didn't game. Have to be a pack in, but it could. I think they could have pushed one to switch out a little bit and focus <laughs> more on getting a sports game. Remember, we all thought when the switch is coming out, one two switch would be a pack in, and they were it then they were like, been. "No, it's not. That You're going to so pay hard. fifty bucks for that or whatever." Yeah, like, and it was like that was a hard sell to people. Yeah. Like, what game am I going to get? Well, there's Zelda, and then uh, yeah, one two switch, one two switch, I guess. And then, then there was that racing game. I can't think of the name of those. Yeah, but that was a download, so that didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like that was fast that RMX was or something. Oh no, I'm thinking of fast RMX. Yeah, there's Red Out. Oh, as fast, well. There was that and Red Out, but yeah, fast RMX. That was a great game. That was basically that's a great game. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much what I've been playing. There's one other thing I've been playing, but I'm going to hold it till we get to the news. So oh, I wonder uh, what. I wonder what it could be. Uh, all right, Dan, why don't you talk about what you've been playing? Okay. So I finally decided to buckle down and just finish Strangers of Paradise. Um, something I'd put on the shelf for a while. But did I you finally, finish it or did you platinum it? I platinumed it. Okay. I, I, I'm done with it. Um, like, I, I, like I said Is before. Is it hard actually, to platinum it? No. Here's the, so okay. here's the weird thing about it. So um, when I talked about it before, like, you know, the bosses are in that game are – 
you know, it's a soul slash devil may cry game. So mm-hmm. the bosses can be yeah. a difficult. And there were multiple ones that I had to fight like five, six, seven times. Cause like you, you mess up moving in one way, get hit by some stupid move and you're dead. So I got to, I can, I kind of put it on the shelf and um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to it just to kind of clear it out of my backlog and stuff. Immediately when I went back, uh, the game seemed easier. I don't know why. <laughs> like, no, like I didn't die to the first next, like four bosses I fought. The next one, um, the only reason I died is because I got like pinned between it and a wall. So like I couldn't, I couldn't move. So it was just kind of stupid. Yeah. There's a lot of geometry problems in that game. Um, so it's kind of weird. Like it literally got to the point where I was like, man, this seems kind of easy. And I wasn't like over leveled or anything because that game before you beat it, mm-hmm. has a pretty hard cap on your level. Okay. Like you can get to level 30 and that's it before you beat the game. Cause then the game kind of changes when it's over. All right. Um, so I kind of worked myself. I was, and then like there's side quests and stuff. So like, I'm going to finish the main game and then work on the side quests and then kind of finish what I have to do after. Um, the, the other, the weird thing about that game, like that game's story. So <laughs> people don't know. It is a prequel to final fantasy one. Like it is a prequel. And like early on, you're kind of like, I don't know if this is supposed to be canon or not, or if they're just kind of telling a story. No, man, it's super candid. Like it is. Okay. Okay. It is told in such a bizarre way. Like it goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is like, you know, what's going to happen at the beginning of the game because you know, mm-hmm. the character's name is Garland. Like, yeah. That's the boss from one. So like yeah. I have to become him mm-hmm. and early on you kind of fight him. And then it kind of like goes backwards in time and you don't know why. And it kind of starts over. Okay. So full alert, there will be spoilers for the story of strangers. of Paradise. Uh, I, I, I know I, I've heard the story of it. So, but man, it is weird. Like you, so as the game goes on, you kind of like you fight four major bosses from each of the crystals, which is a con, which is a theme in the first game. There's like the Lich and the like Tiamat and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool, like tie into the first game. And then what happens is at the end of the game, like it's basically like the darkness is taking over and it turns yeah. out you're from an alternate dimension that sends <laughs> all of their Jeez. darkness to this place when they don't want it anymore. Okay. And you, they, every so often they send you and your buddies down to get rid of it. Okay. And, like, and to like rebalance the world. But before okay. they do that, they wipe your memories. But as you're playing, all right. So, like, you're kind of like an agent, and you get reset. You're a stranger. That's where the name comes from. Okay. So, you get sent down, and, like, but and as some paradise, as, right? Whatever, yeah, whatever happens in this right. sequel, or in this sequence, you start to regain your memories as you play through the game, and you start to remember right. that we're from a different world. Like, what, like, what, this doesn't make any sense. And then, like, you, and then you learn through another character that, like, he was sent down to, like, kind of observe everything and absorb, <laughs> absorb, like, all of the rest of the darkness. Yeah. Like, and then at one point you agree to kill him to kind of let all of it out. Mm-hmm. So like that happens and like it gets, the shit goes crazy in the, in the castle town and you have to go in there and then they, your team like hatches a plan for you to absorb all of it. Like, okay. like all of it, including there. So like you literally get to a mission where it is, you have to kill your other party members. Oh, oh okay. Weird because I did I had no, I was like, what is happening? And all of a sudden they're just attacking you. It's it's a weird <laughs> fight because it's a weird fight because you can't die. Yeah. Like, it's well, story like super driven, but you still have to do it. Yeah. Okay. From that point on, you finish the rest of the game by yourself, but you're kind of like powered up in a weird way. It makes sense. It is just like 
and then like they're the the <laughs> other people come they talk to you through this like portal and they're like well if you're not going to do what we tell you to do we're just going to wipe it clean and start it over yeah and you're like no not on my watch and you like punch this crystal and it explodes and then you fight like the ultimate boss right like the final guy yeah and that fight that not to be fair like everything was kind of easy again up until that point and then when i got to that boss sucked like that took me a while. that was, doesn't surprise me it was hard enough to beat him half the way but every boss when you get it halfway the re- it restarts yeah like he's harder second form kind of thing okay so you finally beat that he absorbs all of the dark energy to become like Chaos. the embodiment of darkness and like sever the connection to this other world. So, so in the end he became chaos. Is that what yeah, you're saying? So he, you become okay. chaos because there is no chaos, but you become him. <laughs> and then somehow, and I'm not, I don't understand this part, but your buddies who you killed pull you back in time. Okay. Thousand years. What? And okay. they become, they all turn into the four major bosses you fought in the game. Like okay. each one is one of them. So that's why there's All five right. characters yeah. in a story of the four heroes of light. Cause that doesn't, that never, they talk about it throughout the game constantly. Like why are mm-hmm. there five of you? That doesn't make any sense. It's because you're the bad guy. And then your teammates are the four other bad guys. Okay. And then wow. just to prove it's canon. And the, fi- the final scene of that game <laughs> is him sitting on his throne. Okay. Like the boss. And then the door opens and then you get like silhouettes of the people that come in. And the first person that walks through is the main character from one. That like, makes one sense. That, okay. One yeah. that they always show with like the horn helmet and stuff. Like he okay. comes through the door. That's cool. Like, and the whole point is that he become you become chaos so that you can train the warriors of light to actually defeat the darkness. Yeah, that that was the part I had read, and I was somehow like, okay. the good guy at the end. It just like it just is insane. But so that's like the story, and then you know you get a whole bunch of extra missions and stuff to do. I decided to platinum it because it's possible, but like I, I essentially um cheesed it because you can once that's over you can kind of break the level cap and you have to play everything on chaos difficulty which is of course nuts and it's like a scaling level system where like the mission is level 150 you have level 120 gear okay you have to like pay to unlock higher difficulties but if you play on a higher difficulty you get higher gear it's really tedious and like some of the missions are okay some of them are just like kill five of these kind of enemies but there's one specifically one that you can like abuse where it's literally like uh, like obtain this one item, a trident, right. and it's just in a chest. It's in one of the chests in the level. So the, the plan is is you don't have to kill anything that level. So you just go into the highest level of difficulty possible, even if you and you like you buy the highest one you can afford, run through, don't kill anything, get the chest, and level up, level up, level up. And it's just that I had to grind that out for like five hours. <laughs> You have to replay that mission probably four times. Okay. Wow. Uh, And finally finished it up. And it's just like, I like the gameplay of the game. Like the story, I'm not, I wasn't there for the story. Um, The the tacked on content at the end is kind of whatever. Um, So, what's the DLC stuff for this game going to be then? I don't know. They haven't said anything. Um, Probably like it has a pretty definitive ending. It's over. Like it's over. Yeah. I would I would assume if they do anything, it's just more missions to do. Okay. And if that's, I was gonna say more side missions. Yeah, and, and stuff. if that's what it is, I'm not interested. Because yeah. I unlocked every job, I got every skill for every job. Okay. Um, one of the trophies is get a job to level ninety nine. And the way you do that is you have to play a mission to unlock the ability to level it up more. Okay. There's three of those you have to go find and get. Um but if yeah, if extra content is just more missions, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Overall, I mean, I, I would say I enjoyed the game overall. 
if they made a second one, like they could easily do like Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy 2 or something and just do it like yeah. before Final Fantasy 2 and maybe you, you know, whatever. It's it's possible. But I think uh, it would depend on how well it's sold. Like I, I've heard nothing. I think, so. I think it, I did sure okay. it did. Well, supposedly it did okay in Japan. That makes sense. Or like, yeah, the it, couple, it, first it, couple it, weeks it came out over here. We, I think it was like number eight or something, which is, <laughs> that sounds, that sounds accurate is. for over yeah, here. For what it is, that sounds accurate, but, um, cause it's I, not I, a number of final fantasy. So I, I want real final fantasy games in between. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, hey, other than that, uh, Finally started Wonderlands. Hey, why don't you tell me about Wonderlands? Because I've yeah. heard a lot of negative stuff about it. Lately. I'm not going to be negative because I don't okay. think it's, it's really. Uh, it's not a bad game. I okay. like it. There are there are parts of it I really like. There are parts of it I don't like. Specifically, um, I'm I'm specifically talking about things are broken in the game, like co-op, like online co-op and stuff. There's been a lot of fixes. Read. They just they just had another no. fix it yesterday. Okay. Um, so I haven't run into any of that kind of stuff. I did have right. for um, one hard freeze. Okay, and I mean in a in a game in 2022, if you don't, if your game doesn't hard freeze, <laughs> or you play yeah. a video game, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, one hard freeze, and it was just you know close the app, reopen the app, kind of a thing. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, the story, the story, I mean, I was interested in because it's just more like D and D level stuff, and like mm-hmm. it's Tiny Tina's game, and it's it's more Borderlands when it comes down to it. I like the so a couple of things that they changed that I liked is like instead of grenades, you have spells now. All right. They're actually cooler because like they have a more of a variety of things they can do. Like okay. they can like the one I'm currently using is like someone's this like skull that seeks out and like kills and like hits something and kills cool. it. But supposedly they get crazier more like further on the game. I'm only like level eleven or something like that. Um the weirdest part about the game is there's an overworld. And it's okay. it's not like one, two, and three where like it's just a world that's kind of connected and you mm-hmm. go to different areas. There's an overworld, and it's meant to look like a board game map. That makes sense. Like your characters D&D. are little okay. small, small versions of your characters, and you like looking down at the map, and you're kind of walking around. And there's stuff yeah. on the map like cheese curls and stuff that block your way, and then you have to finish the <laughs> mission to get things, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't necessarily like that part because it moves incredibly slow. Like your character mm-hmm. movement is slow. And I was playing it with some friends. We were kind of talking about what we were playing, like. He's like, man, I don't know if I if I do like this or if I don't. And I said, I don't because I just feel like it takes <laughs> twice as long as it should. Yeah. And um, you know, the guns and stuff are all kind of the same. Pistols are like crossbows now and stuff. So like it, that. it plays like like because I've virtually watched no footage of this. Yeah. Like they announced it, I was like, I don't. It's Borderlands. I don't care at this point. But it, it it's like a first person like regular Borderlands. Oh yeah, it's Borderlands. Okay, it's, it's broken up more. Like um, all right. You will go to like areas like in the in the hub on the overworld, like you can go to the mines and select to enter the mines. And then the mines is like a level. There might be uh, right. to do in there. There's smaller like bits where it's like um like an encampment where it's just it's almost like um like a wave based game. Like you clear okay. wave one and then you clear wave two to get like an item or something. They have random encounters on the map, which is basically like something will spawn on the map and run up to you. And if it touches you, you go into a random encounter. Okay. Um, you can stop those. If you're, if you're quick enough, you can like melee them and they disappear. Those mm-hmm. are incredibly frustrating. Cause you've got three people walking around the board and somebody doesn't notice. They just mm-hmm. sucked into an, a random. Encounter. I was going to say, yeah, it probably sucks all three of you. Yeah. Okay. It breaks up the game a little bit in a weird way. Um, uh, 
it's it's typical Borderlands where like the loot progression is slow. Like I yeah. can't find, I can't find good guns at, at level ten or eleven, so I'm kind of using. No, you won't. <laughs> when one's like a freeze gun and the other one is just like rapid fire. Mm. Um, the writing is very Borderlands in the sense that it's okay. really hit or miss. Like, okay, so like there's three. A couple, there's a couple times I've laughed. There's a couple times where I'm like, "Who wrote this?" <laughs> like, so it's it's all over the place to the point where I'm, I'm all but ignoring it. Yeah, because I don't care. Right. Also, like Andy Samberg is a voice in the game. That's kind of Sykes right. is a voice in the game, and then Will Arnett's okay. in the game. They're okay. Over, okay. They're over. They're always talking. Yeah, because they are player characters that are playing the game you're playing. I see. And then okay. like you're your person. As like the fate, the fate bringer, or whatever. So it's like they're having a conversation with Tiny Tina because she's yes, the about like the game rules and the oh, okay, and like what's happening in the game. Um, so it's it's kind of weird because they just they talk all the time, like <laughs> over over you, like oh maybe we should do this to get through this. Like at one point, like you have to get through this drawbridge, and your basically your option is to seduce the drawbridge. So then you got to listen to Andy <laughs> Samberg pretend to seduce the drawbridge for two minutes. Okay. And it just kind of keeps going. Um, it's but again, there are, but there are parts I've laughed out loud to. So it's okay. it's very yeah. mixed. Um, I mean, it's gonna it's a game I'm gonna see it through to the end for sure. Uh, yeah. But and you know I'm I I know it'll get better as it goes, but it has the same problem that like three had where the map when you're in like a bigger area and there's like <laughs> multiple missions in this one area, the map is not helpful because All it's right. that weird like layered map where like it's like. 2d and like it's got levels to it and you can't really tell like where you're going or where things are yeah the way i am where the objective is like the mini map is useless so like it, it gets frustrating because you're kind of like aimlessly running around but at the same time that's kind of what borderlands is so it's it's not no that that's that's very much um, borderlands <laughs> yeah i just I, I like it more than i like three i can tell you that much now I mean, other than it freezing oh, yeah. does it run pretty well on the ps5 yeah, like, other than that really hard crash uh-huh. i mean nothing there are tons of sliders to like make okay. everything work it's that's got cool. like uh-huh. ridiculous hdr level sliders all right um like you <laughs> if you've got the best hdr tv you can do it all the way up like it's it's entirely that's possible cool. like on mine it looks great um okay. yeah i mean it, it's it's wonderlands it's it's borderlands it's I, I you know I'm not looking forward to that first DLC because apparently it's terrible in like 20 minutes. Read, that's yeah, yeah that's a, a lot. I was just it. about to say that I read that too. That that DLC that's releasing is bad. There's another really weird thing about the DLC where like it was broken when it came out because apparently that DLC has four difficulty levels, right? Okay. And in order to unlock the second one, you have to beat the first one. Oh, it's God. like you you'd have to play through it four times. That sucks. But people were still able to do it like an hour and 20 minutes. Because because the plan was originally when it came out, it was supposed to be like week one is the first level, and then in a week you can play level two, mm, okay, and then in a week and so on. So there, it was that planned to be sense. spaced out over a month, which okay. I think is part of why it came out so soon. But when it came out, there was a problem where it was just all unlocked, <laughs> and you could just do it, and then they fixed it. But if you don't update your title, update do the title update, you can still do it. So uh, there's something like broken in the base game where like it just that's like weird. all the DLC in an hour, and you want right. to. Um, so that's Wonderlands. I'm gonna play a lot more. I'll probably have better things to say as I get through it. Okay. Um, and really, the last thing I, I played, and this is more so, I wanted to give it as like a public service announcement. <laughs> uh, there's this new Office like mobile game. I like clicker games, like idle games, all that kind of stuff. I kind of played through a lot of them. Like I liked Fallout Shelter a lot. 
Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I'll try any decent one that comes out. And I like The Office like most people do. Everybody. They they finally came out with like an Office mobile game, which is a clicker. Okay, that seems seems right up my alley because I can check in on it. It is a dumpster fire. It is is unbelievable how bad it is. Here, run, down, like, run it down because yeah, it, so okay. it's it's pretty standard clicker fare where like you each person has a desk and like every so often they earn money and you tap yeah. to earn the money and you can do all that kind of stuff but let me ask you this would you be interested in an idol or a clicker game that didn't save your progress most of the time <laughs> no how, <laughs> like, how about one who's, who's going to be interested in that how about one that would randomly delete your 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 spent premium money Oh, Lord. Like the stuff you pay real money for and it's just yeah. wrong because it didn't save your progress. Or how about when they do an update and then from that point on, the game fails to load no matter what you do. If you delete <laughs> it and reinstall it, it doesn't work. Or you can clear it and you can restart and have none of your data and start from the beginning. You can contact someone. How long has this been out? Uh, a couple months. Okay, I'm looking uh, at what, what is it if called? Because I'm looking it up right now. Because I just want to see somehow we manage, somehow we I manage, or something like that. Yeah, it's actually not. I downloaded it the first day it released, and I, I have it. it uh, was, it's okay. not very fun. It's well. The other thing is, like for an idle game, it's it's wildly unbalanced. Like idle games, I don't, I don't think a lot of people understand. Like the, the key to a good idle game is it has to feel like you're progressing, and that. Yes, you do. You may have to wait for a few timers, but you never feel stuck. This game, this game goes between too fast and far too slow. There's no middle, and it's just it's it was infuriating. I re I I say all this as I still like kind of mess around with it. Yeah, mainly because I want to see if it's getting fixed. Yeah, but no, I see it's that. Still yeah. not fixed. Like they will have multiple things where. Um, if you're Does it have it, like audio from the show or anything, or? um, it has like no, there's no audio from the show. Okay. But it has some song, of course, and like yeah, that kind of stuff. But they do like little like animatics of like the people talking, and there's like word bubbles and stuff. Because in theory, each like level you play in the game is an episode. Mm-hmm. All but right. If you're an Office fan, they're all out of order, so it doesn't really it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was going to piss you off. Because, <laughs> how could you not just put it in order? Like, isn't that the point? Yeah. You have, exactly. a pre-built-in, you have a pre-built-in script so you, for your so you tell me like the first episode like the first part of the game you're playing like pam and jim are together but then the next part they're not and she's you know, it's, it's not dude, that messed like, up it's not that egregious it's like oh, okay mostly like season one and two for the first couple things. okay okay but um i'm telling you man like it literally will steal premium currency from you that's and absurd. You can earn it during the game. And this is how I know it because I haven't spent a dollar on this game, thank God. <laughs> um, but like, so if they have events, right? Like special, like limited time things where if you, however far you get, you get bonus stuff. Those are yeah. all over the place because you never know when they're going to start. Some last a day, some last four days. Doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to how this game is structured. <laughs> and okay. then the worst part is, is like, so you earn, I've earned a hundred coins playing the base game, and then you spend them in the event to like get like a, a head start, right? Yeah. And it, but then it crashes while you're playing that event thing. Okay, <laughs> fine. You reload the app. Oh, you want to start the event? Here you go. You can. So now I got to start over, but the premium currency is gone. <laughs> well, I lost a hundred coins. Where did my <laughs> progress go? It will constantly oh, like man. during it say, 
oh, can't load. And then it'll just come up with this big thing in the middle that says reload. Don't ever push the reload <laughs> button because it will wipe your progress. I've learned wow. to just let it sit. Don't touch it. How uh, long, if you let it sit, how long does that take? It has to like reconnect, which is, seems like an arbitrary amount because my phone's going <laughs> to be in it all the time. Oh, good. Um, and then there's also things where like, uh, there were, there's literally updates where like it will say download 21 kilobytes worth of assets. It's like, why aren't you doing this by yourself? It's one of the kilobytes. Yeah. And then you say, okay. And then it gets to 100 and the app crashes. Then you go back oh, in, God. download 21 kilobytes. <laughs> app crashes. You're stuck, you get stuck in a loop. Wow. Um, I've also seen that progress bar hit, say 200%. How's that possible? Yeah. Like it's just nothing makes sense. That's then, Michael Math, man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But the, and then the, the the best part is like you go on like their Facebook page or like the app review page. Yeah, if you've got time. You should read some of the app reviews. I'm sure they're great. Everyone hates it. It's like okay. I tried to contact customer support and they give you a canned response and they send us your case number and then they never respond to you again. Of course. Like yeah. in this company, like I just I don't get it. Like it's <laughs> they they they've they've made other licensed stuff before. Like I think they made like the Trailer Park Boys game and some other stuff because they kind of. Okay. Looked into the company to see, like, who are these people that <laughs> don't know what they're doing? Yeah. It just feels like it feels like it was oddly rushed. But also, but at why the would same you point, rush the office an office cool. game? Yeah. Why would you rush a game for a show that's been off the air for 10 years? I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> it, got, it got popular again because of COVID and stuff. Because people it got popular again because of COVID and then because of the podcast with the two chicks from right. And I listened to mm-hmm. that. Because I've listened to a chunk of that. Yeah. It's really good. If you like the show, you should. It is. It is. Um, it's because it's interesting to learn all of like the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, it's someone who enjoys the off. I'm not a huge fan, but I enjoy it and I'll watch it from time to time. This game is so disappointing. Like, it shouldn't <laughs> have been hard. I just, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it shouldn't have been hard to do it. And it just apparently was. Um, if you go on the App Store and read reviews, you probably find mine. It's a, <laughs> one, out of, it's a one out of five. Developer responded. I don't really care. Yeah, your app blows, and people deserve to know that it blows. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I mean, other than that, that's a that's your PSA. If you want to check it out, it's I, I would say do it. Do not spend money on it. Do not, yeah, yeah. under any circumstances, you will lose it. Or maybe just go rewatch The Office again. Or just go watch The Office again, man. Like, just, yeah, yeah. You know? I still think it's great that Peacock put uh, the chili recipe in their terms and conditions. The that stuff, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Um, I like the Peacock stuff because they have like the super fan episodes. I wish they would get the rest of those out because mm-hmm. yeah. they're not in backlog for other seasons. But yeah, I mean, and, and listen to Office Ladies podcast. Great podcast. It is great. Yeah. All right, Matt, why don't you tell us about what you've been playing? So um, I have still been playing Apex Legends just because I've got four days till the end of the season. And then I officially take my break from that game and I finally will start working through the backlog of video games that are sitting on this shelf that I'm looking at right now. (laughs) (laughs) But in doing that, though, I um, saw this game. I think it started being advertised. I want to say two, three weeks ago. Yeah. It's been about a month. Yeah. And it's called Trek to Yomi. Is that what I was pronouncing? I want to say it's Yomi or Yami. uh, Yeah. Yeah. A part of me also wants to say it might be Yumi, but I could be wrong. Y-O, but. Yeah. In any case, so it just became available yesterday and I played through the tutorial, played a little bit of it. It's 
I'm going to say it's not like the greatest game I've ever played. It's not a side scroller game. Okay. But it's also not a I'm trying to think not like a top down either. So like Mm -hmm. the camera consistently follows you as you move through the game. So at some points you'll be running downward. So it gets you from a front angle, but then like you'll go around the corner and then it'll shift to like a side scroller. So it's, it's one of those. So it's interesting how the camera plays, but it's not like open, you know, so you're not like traveling. You can't like pick one or two spots. You have to go, through one route there might be like a secret door on one side but for the most part you have to go straight to go through the whole game yeah so it's linear in that sense like exactly making you follow a path okay um it's all subtitled that makes sense though for what kind of game it is right uh the there are a lot of save points which kind of feel unnecessary like the game is not excessively difficult i think i've probably been playing about an hour of it and like each bad guy maybe takes one or two hits like it's not it's not hard does it have a difficulty that you can change or is it just i haven't looked through it yet okay uh, just because i wanted to try to get through at least some of it so i could at least talk about it before i like you know was just like oh yeah i played through the tutorial but it was not i didn't get anything yeah so i was like let me just kind of zip through as much as i can before this so i can actually talk a little bit about it because it might so i like the art style of it i will say that it it the way it's drawn or created is i enjoy it and that's kind of the thing that i like but Gameplay wise, it's nothing like fantastic. Okay. Um, I will say it is on Game Pass. So, I mean, if you do get the opportunity to download it, like you should definitely check it out. I would definitely not, not pay. Right. I would definitely okay. not pay like more than like 15 bucks for this game if, if it was like yeah. dropping anywhere else or anything like that. Just because it doesn't seem like it's so far what I've gotten into it, it doesn't seem like it's like challenging i guess is the route i want to say because it literally feels like so they have shrines and the shrines um give you health and like uh i guess like a power back but like you get a shrine almost at every camera cut and so it's it seems a bit excessive, like you would think they kind of branched them out. But and I'm thinking maybe that's maybe the difficulty change might space those out. But then okay. I also kind of feel like maybe it won't. So, I mean, what, maybe I hopefully I'll get through it that way. The next time we talk, I can maybe talk a little more about it. Sure. But I will say, though, it it is. I've been having a little bit of fun with it. Okay. Like, I'm not necessarily mad at it. Like, you know, I'm not angry with it, but um, it's definitely something I'm definitely glad I found on Game Pass versus like, yeah, finding it out and about taking a chance. Well, yeah, and right. that was the thing that was really weird about it is because it was shown first at a PlayStation event. And yeah. I was like, oh, the game looks kind of cool. Because at first, when they first showed it, I was like, oh, is this like a Shishima like DLC or something? Right. No, it's its own separate game. And then the very next day, they're like, oh, this is going to be on Game Pass. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. well, I guess I'll just play it there. Like, cause normally I think it, I just looked, it's a $20, it's 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So like if it drops on one of those spring sales and it drops to like six bucks, yeah. I definitely would say, check it out. But like for 20 bucks, 
I probably wouldn't have been happy to buy it at 20 bucks. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, you know, just because like when I pick up Rogue Legacy, you told me that it was a challenging game. You know what I yeah. mean? So like I went into it thinking Dead Cells. Like and Dead Cells yeah. has made me angry recently. So I've been like, ah, no, I'm not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> but so like this game is nothing like that. And yeah. so like, yeah, I definitely would be like, okay, well, this isn't even like so far it's not even really challenging. It's it's been pretty straightforward go through you have like two or three bad guys you literally hit them once and they're down <laughs> and like you get ninja stars and you can okay. literally throw one and they're down like there's no challenge whatsoever is it, like is it the same for you like if you get hit once or twice are you dead no you have like a health bar and stuff but like i said though like at every camera cut you get a shrine and then you follow your health bag yeah. Yeah. So like you can get hit like you can fight this one guy and get hit like six times. But you <laughs> go to the shrine. next time. You're shrine. You got shrine. Interesting. It's like, okay, okay, well, that seems kind of cool, I guess. But <laughs> um, but I will say that there are like little uh like you have to like do little things at some point. Like at one point the bridge was out, so I had to like push a tree down. So it's it's interesting in that aspect, like the way they've written it and the way they created it yeah but it's just not something that i definitely would have been happy if i put 20 25 bucks in the, the visual sure. style of it reminded me of something like limbo or uh that's what i was thinking inside. too that's right what I was thinking. Yeah. it seems like that type of game no and it and, and it does it reminds me like so i love those kind of games which is why yeah. i was down to buy rogue legacy those are, which is, those are more challenging right which <laughs> is a reason like, like you know i like dead cells i like what is it uh ori and the wisp or in, yeah, yeah or in the blind forest or in the world thank you okay. yeah I like those games. I think they're challenging. I think they're fun. And I saw it. So that's why I was like, yeah, definitely. But this has not been challenging whatsoever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, but it, it, but I also am in love with like samurais and stuff like that, you know? Right. So, I mean, like that kind of thing appeals to me, but overall it's so far of what I played into it. It's, it's not, it's not that great. But at, okay. now I'm at the point now where I'm like, all right, let's just see how far this goes. Might as well see, yeah, see I might as well see this through now because <laughs> I'm here. I played through the yeah. tutorial. You got me. So let's just keep going. <laughs> I've heard it's not very long, too. So I feel like, yeah, I, I've had it pre-installed since they put it up on Game Pass to do this. So I'll get to it at some point. It looks really yeah. cool. I really feel like yeah. it's not that long either just because of the little bit I've played of it. Like the, through the tutorial, you're a kid learning okay. how to be a samurai and then you once you get past the tutorial you're a samurai <laughs> yeah. you're like oh all right well that was super easy it, it i don't know we'll see what happens next next time we okay. have a conversation all right well, from there, we can kick over to news because there's quite a lot in the last two weeks. Um, I'll let you mostly share the first one, Dan, but that's about Embracer Group. Yeah. So <sighs> which is where <laughs> finally decided they didn't want Crystal Dynamics anymore. And they yeah. sell out Embracer Group for $300 million. Which which seems really low. Seems low. Considering yeah. the amount that everything else is going for lately, um, like Bungie was multiple billions of dollars. Like, <laughs> I mean, I granted, like those are different levels of things, especially since Bungie's like an established like live Bungie, service company. Bungie was like four. I want to say it was like three or four billion. So three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
300 million, million seems low. And, and the reason it seems low is because you're getting Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. They got Deus Ex, which is kind of dead. They got Thief, which is kind of dead. But like these are known franchises. Well, Tomb like, Raider, at least we know, isn't dead because they are working on the new one. Right. Like, so Tomb Raider. Deus Ex, I would love like, to see. Tomb Raider, we know, isn't dead. And it, it seems even weird because they just announced that last one. And now they're selling yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And like for such a low, low amount. And the part of it that's weird is because, I mean, there's no secret that they've never really cared about Tomb Raider. Like Tomb Raider could have sold 300 million copies and they would have said. They wouldn't care. Yeah. So I get why they don't. I get why from their standpoint, they don't want it anymore. But like, Mm -hmm. it's also like, you know, it finally punts on Avengers, which Avengers is now dead. (laughs) It's a year, a year too late. Some, some might say, but um, it's just, to dump Crystal Dynamics for nothing, to especially Embracer Group, just you know that company that buys everything now. Mm-hmm. Like I hope, well, you know they they paid. Well, the other weird part is like they paid a lot of money for your for Gearbox. They paid a lot more for they Gearbox more than they did for this. Yeah. Gearbox, which has made the same game eight times. But hey, now you can have Laura Croft uh, hunt a vault. Let's do it. Cross mm. over. Who cares anymore? She could be a stand. And well, I, so the most interesting to me, the most interesting aspect that came out of this story is that they finally unveiled like a lot of the sales figures, especially right. for the reboot trilogy, because Crystal Dynamics and Square, especially, has been very cagey talking about that. They've always just said, "Well, you know, never failed to meet our expectations." It sold three million copies across that trilogy, of the reboot games. trilogy, which is nuts to me. That's that you would call that a failure. Like a lot of people bought those games, so. And I loved all three of, those, of them. So. And most of those were at sixty bucks. I would have to. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they had to have been. So right. So it just and it uh, just seems weird too, especially after you just announced Tomb Raider Four. We'll call it. It's going to be forever until it comes it's out. But be a while, but you just announced that and then you dump it. Like and then <laughs> Avengers is dead, and you know Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy didn't sell much, and just nothing ever sells for them. The only things they seem to yeah. care about are. Final Fantasy. Well, the, well, that's the thing is like they're clearly going back more towards like the Japanese side of the company. Yeah, they are. Which is heavily getting more heavily into Final Fantasy and obviously Kingdom Hearts. Like, well, Final yeah, Fantasy like, fourteen is their big money maker. Because- well, they're sad, but like Kingdom Hearts four <laughs> seemed. I don't want to say it's rushed, but like wow, they announced that quick after three took yeah. forever. Yeah, exactly. And, you know they've got seven part two and sixteen supposedly has a trailer coming soon because apparently it's getting close. Like they're they're talking about like they're finishing it, which is good. But um, you know they've got they still have all the Dragon Quest stuff, which is obviously you know Japan gets for every dra- one Dragon Quest game we get, they get eight. But exactly, <laughs> um, you know, twelve at some point, which I want, and then yeah, um, I do too. But they just and then like, and then that story came out afterward. It's like. They were taking that money and they were going to invest into like the blockchain, NFTs, and blockchain, and all this. Stuff. It's all done now. Like that's all failing. Nobody though. care. All that. All the only stories I hear about NFTs anymore are them getting stolen. Yeah. Like check it out. More of these eight pictures got stolen. Like have we not learned yet? No, they haven't. Like come on. So, <laughs> um, I, don't I know. mean, it just seems it seems bizarre for them, but I get they've never had faith in it, so it's not. They never have. The the positive thing I'll say about this, at least, is what I hope is a positive, is I would like to see a new Deus Ex game. It's been long enough. The last one wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as the one that came before it, which was right. what? Yeah. Human, Human Revolution, I think, yeah. was the so like it's been, one. Okay. It's been, you know, it was dead, and then it came back, and it was pretty good, and then it kind of went back down. 
Um, yeah, I think I'd like I think, to see that come back. Yeah, I think I think as long as Embracer is willing to put money into making games, that could easily coming back. Hey, they got the it for weird, a steal. So. The other weird part that came out of all of this, and that not that it matters much, is like. But Crystal Dynamics is still going to help with the Perfect Dark thing. Oh yeah, no, and they they like, actually had to put out a statement out like the day after. Like, oh, we're still working on that. Yeah, I I thought about it when it came out. I was like, does that mean that that's over? Because I don't understand how like that that aspect is going to transition between companies. I mean, I Perfect Dark's not going to be out by the time that the sale goes through. No, so I just I don't know how they're going to justify. I mean, I get it, but um, it's. I mean, this is if Perfect Dark ever comes out at this point, but I I have no idea on that game. We'll, we'll talk about Microsoft stuff in a minute because there's something right. to talk about there. I'm briefly going to talk about the, the I put it in here is the Quarry release pricing fuckery because that's what it is. Um, and I'll, I'll get on the soapbox a little bit about it. So the Quarry and I'll explain the game is the new game from the people that made uh, the uh, until dark Dawn. pictures anthology yeah. and until Dawn. it's like a spiritual success. This is a spiritual successor, but the interesting thing, I don't know if you knew this, the quarry was a game that was being exclusively developed for stadia. Right. And stadia oh, wow. failed. So they sold the rights to this game to 2k and 2k is publishing it, which fine, whatever, you know, they had faith in it, I guess. This is one of the few games I have seen where even if you go on the digital Xbox store, you have to pay $70 yep. to get the next-gen version of this game. There is no, like, smart delivery for this game. Like, they are purposely blocking it. So, which, I I, I mean, I like uh, Until Dawn a lot. I could not imagine paying $70 for that game. Yeah, I mean... The thing about this game too is it's supposed to have you know a lot more. 162 endings, right? Is what they it's, got, it's got a ton Jesus. of endings. Like, there's arguably more star power in this one. Yes, um, just well, it's a proven formula now. Right. Whereas well, it like, wasn't, and they've proven that they can make these games and make them mm-hmm. entertaining and stuff. But like, absolutely. I, I but especially for me, who I've paid thirty dollars for the House of you know, uh, yeah. I keep saying House of Ashes, the the Dark Pictures anthology games because they're shorter, but still. Yeah. You know, seventy dollars is a tough pill to swallow for this type of game. So I'll wait till it's on sale, which you know it's going to be on sale very fast. Couple I cannot imagine yeah. people are going to pay. I, I worry that maybe this this like seventy dollars thing is going to start being. I wonder if it is because we've we've had two years now where it really hasn't been a thing except for like very specific games or PS Five like first party games. First part, PS Five first party yeah. specifically, yeah. yeah. So oh, I, I don't know. I just think it's fucked up. I'm I'm gonna wait until the game is out uh for a little while and then I'll I'll pick it up when it's cheap. It'll but be I, so. yeah. Yeah. So uh so anyways, you said we were gonna talk about Microsoft. So Microsoft, and this this is a this is both a good and a bad thing, and I'll I'll explain why, but Microsoft has announced they're gonna do a showcase on June twelfth. So like they would every year, this literally day and date every year. They're they have their like it's yeah. their E3, even though there's no E3 this year. Uh, they're saying almost every studio will have something to show. It's going to be about 90 minutes, which they have a lot of studios now. So uh, the negative side of this thing, and this is what I'll say is like, they need to come out hard and swinging. Cause right now, what, what are the big games that they have that might come out anytime soon? Like we haven't seen fable. <laughs> we, uh, there, I just read today that avowed game that people are all excited about is now moving to unreal five. So that's going to be a while. <laughs> Um, like they, they need to start showing games, uh, like that, uh, that rare game that's in development hell, uh, Everwild. Oh God. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, that game's apparently in development hell. And then the other one, my buddy reminded me of this morning that I just totally forgot about the Hellblade sequel, which we've seen two trailers for now. 
Yeah, we yeah. saw a trailer for that before the Series X was out. Uh, like, I would like to see one more trailer for that game with a release date, and that's it. <laughs> so, because it's been forever, but they need to just start pumping some stuff out to get people excited. All right, man. Right now, it's bad. Core two. Um, <sighs> see a thieves title update. How about uh, Sunset Overdrive two? It won't happen. That's dumb. <laughs> They're too busy making Spider Man. Don't. I would love it. Yeah, I would love it, but they're not going to do if that. That ever comes out as a Sony game? Um, That's fine. I'll play it. There. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to sense it over. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft they really they really got to come out with stuff, but I worry because like their their reveal things always end up being like, here's twelve indie studios you've never heard of, and these are the big games they're making for. And us. then there's always like maybe one that looks really cool. Like I always go back to the Cuphead year where right. I was like, what was that oh, game? Yeah. They showed like ten seconds of it. Something that at least uh, the rest of it's like. Mm-hmm. whatever so um i don't know they just need to come out swinging hard so like maybe they will this year but also i think like they really need to start reining some of these studios in which we'll talk about that a little bit on what i'm really hoping for this microsoft thing is <laughs> it's kind of like a bethesda showcase it has right? to be because this is like, this is where they have to show starfield where's indiana jones like i just uh, do you think they show that don't hurt me again Okay, they're making. I mean, for sure they're Machine making that game. game but you think Machine sure? Games is making me an Indiana Jones game. I friggin' need it. Okay. Yeah, but don't you think they would do Wolfenstein three and finish that trilogy first? Not if they care about me. <laughs> I, mean, I like Wolfenstein. I like those Wolfenstein. Games. I love those yeah, games. I want to see that trilogy finished. But, but Indiana yeah, Jones game made by those people, please. Like, but I've gotten my hopes up about that stuff before, and then those games never. Come. I would say easily twenty minutes of this has to be devoted to Starfield. Like that's it's a game that has be. a date. It's that gotta, has be, it's gotta be like that. Maybe maybe they maybe they they screw with you and they just put up that Elder Scrolls Six title card again, be like check it out, and then it goes away. I see. Um, and then in twenty twenty six. I mean, <laughs> realistically, there there'll be some kind of Fallout seventy six roadmap. They always do. Um, that, yeah. Yeah, I just I think they I think they need to hit it hard with Bethesda stuff because they do, because they have the, that now. Well, that's the that's, big acquisition that hasn't paid off yet. No, it really hasn't. What have they done with it so far? I mean, Starfield would be the first really big thing. So right, it is, and like I'm, I, and like to be fair, they've started talking about Starfield more and more, and like their things are coming out about it, and like sounds that cool. Is their next like major <laughs> Xbox first party. It's not yeah. be on Sony I'm, game. Right. It looks. I mean, from everything that they're talking about, it sounds really cool. I just would like to see it in motion. Which right. at this point, that that's that's twenty. It's easily twenty minutes of that. That's your show closer, though. I mean, you could you could talk. About, it could be your opener. Like you no, have Todd Howard no, come no, no. out. I'd rather you not talk about stuff for an hour <laughs> and then close with twenty okay. minutes on Starfield than the opposite. Okay. If, I, if you lead with twenty minutes of Starfield, I'm not going to give a damn about the next thing. to think sure. Because it's going to be check out this sizzle reel, and you'll get a five minute sizzle reel of stuff you've never heard of. Do you think that they talk about scorn? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's how it talk that. about Scalebound. Can we talk about Scalebound? Hey, maybe it's maybe maybe this is where they'll announce the platinum acquisition they keep rumoring. That'd be good. That'd be a good one. Scalebound so. comes back and everybody's happy. I would like to paint that on the Xbox. He walks out, doesn't say a word, he smiles. <laughs> headsets. Yeah. There you go. From that old trailer starts. <laughs> All right. And it's like if you know, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, they need, they need to come out swinging and have some stuff that looks cool other than just Starfield. So do you think now that they announced um, one, like we get a state of play, the Tony's like a state of play is a week later or 
I think it's that week. I think it's that week, but I, this is, I think whatever Sony does, this is where they show God of War. Yeah. Oh, I also think this is where they say God of War is spring 2023. Cause I just don't, I I don't see, I can see them forcing that to be like a December game. I could see like that too. End of the year, yeah. it's, it's December fifth or whatever, and it's like the yeah. last like thing of the year that comes out. Yeah, I could see that too, actually. But I mean, at this point, they need to start showing that game, so like yeah, the people so are demanding it. I, oh, I think so. I think if they do a Sony event, which I, it would be the same week, I think you see that, and I think you see this long rumored Last of Us remake that nobody wants with the multiplayer. <laughs> Which is the do one it. thing that I, I would I would probably play that portion of it, but like I don't need a remake of that game. We don't. So. I don't. Do we need Last of Us again? No. Well, this is why. This is why I told my friend the other day. Like, what if they remade that game, but you're now playing as the people from the TV show in those roles? Oh God! <laughs> like they recast them. I don't know. So I I I don't know. But then the, I I read somewhere somebody was trying to say that the game is on Unreal Five. Like that's not possible. Like they just released Unreal Five. Well, I mean, I don't people have had it. People have had versions of it for a while. Okay. I don't know. We'll I, I'm still in the camp. Like, I, I just, I'm still getting over Last of Us Part Two. I don't need a remake of Last of Us One. Like, I just don't think I, that's that was enough. A, I don't think that's a like. If you're doing it, fine, but it's not like a big enough announcement to be like, yeah. Here's ten minutes of Last of Us on a PS5. Oh man! No. Wow. <laughs> no, please don't do that. Thank you. Yeah. So, um. Another thing I'll just throw out here, I, although I, I snickered when they said it was still early game footage, but they showed more footage of that AEW game, which has a name now. What is it Fight like? Forever. AEW Fight, Fight Forever. forever. Um, I don't know. I okay. like. I'm all for another wrestling game, and it's kind of cool that Ukes, you know, the WWE people are making it, and they're not tied to an annual schedule. It sure. So maybe they had like a little more freedom. WWE 2K18. But it's it's what? it does sure seem like that. So. Uh, I just snickered when they were like, this is early. Like, this has been in development for like three years, man. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool, though. Like, I, I, I'm glad it exists. Like, I am too. Um, it not Maybe having to stick to like a rigorous schedule thing is only a good thing. Yeah. Because then, in, you know, and then two years later, they just come out with AEW, insert name of pay per view here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, go back to the old way we used to name wrestling games on the 64. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. Faction. Well, I think that's what they're actually going to be aiming for, because, I mean, Fight Forever is not necessarily like a pay-per-view name that AEW has come across. It's more just a chant that's erupted. So I think that's what the that's the people who are creating the AEW game are kind of looking to is to kind of go back to those right and 64 games. Because, I mean, if you look at the gameplay, that's what it looks like. It looks like it does uh, that one. Um, WWE game that came out that was really oh dang now I can't even think about it I'm trying to look All Stars I actually just have it over I, there I, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Has more I never played like it but I remember or like a Legends of WrestleMania like right where and it's not real but it's it looks like they look like better cartoon versions of almost like (laughs) right and that's what it looks like i mean the i i watched the gameplay footage of it when it came out and it's i mean it looks like it's gonna be i mean the people look good they look they're recognizable like they look yeah they're supposed to look like like 
Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, my thing is I'd like to see a roster because I'd like to see exactly how many people are available to play. I'd be curious, too, at this point. Yeah, because my thing is they've they've lost a couple of their original talents. Yeah, like Cody won't be in anymore. Well, like, you know, Cody (laughs) won't be in for a while. They're like, oh, crap, erase that file. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, they've also quietly, like, they've quietly released, or not released, but their contracts haven't been renewed. And they've mm-hmm. released some of their original people too, so it's kind yeah. of it'll be interesting to see who they who but they've sorry. squeezed into the game versus here's, who they keep into the game. Here's my the my guess is is that game, at least for the first game, does not go full roster, just because they have, yeah. they have a lot of people. Like um, they have too many. People. I don't want to say they're we're reaching WWE levels at like the height, but like they're they're adding too many people. Like they they're are. at 150 people That's right now. I mean, That's now to be fair, they do a lot more dark match stuff than WWE ever did, and like they play it on YouTube and all that. So, like, there there are ways to see all of these people wrestle. But even the bad the bad thing about that though is even with those two YouTube shows they do, yeah, they utilize more indie talent right to put over their AEW guys. Yeah, yeah. So they're still technically not even showcasing all their AEW. Yeah. The most most like I think. I was listening to one pod, one uh, one of the Disco Inferno and Conan have a podcast, and I listened to them. And I think they said one Friday night they had over fifty five wrestlers <laughs> on the show, but it was just because they were coming out with other people. Oh yeah. So oh, like yeah. you have all those fa- like AEW is full of factions. That's how they get all their people to have airtime. Yeah. Right. But and but but then I'm like. If you if you really look at that though, then in the game you have to put a big roster on because mm-hmm. people are going to be questioning why why is I, that person in the game versus not that person. But I think I think what it is is like you just get the popular people, like you yeah. get mm-hmm. um, Jericho and all of his guys, and you get he's got to be in it. I mean, obviously, yeah. like you know, I mean, it's obvious, but like the Bucks and like I think I think another thing is you probably get a lot of female wrestlers. Just yeah, they're they're really hard into female wrestling, and like to be fair, their female wrestling is pretty is good. Very, like, it's, very good. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty good. But like, I think I in order to have like a good like female division in a game, you need at least like ten, right? Yeah, and like to be fair, they have a, they have a lot of good ones. So so here's the big question: Who's on the cover of that game? Jericho. I was gonna say Omega. Young, probably the maybe the Bucks. I would think if you're going to appeal to the AEW masses, you're going to put the elite on the cover. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be Bucks and Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. With how, about, how, about, how about we do, how about we do reversible cover? <laughs> okay. And, Jericho. and order on the other side. Okay. Or if they don't do that, what they will do is release a, how they do their posters where they have like a multitude of their wrestlers like, showing like multiple characters. Yeah. yeah okay. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> but that way they don't pinpoint one person for that yeah. cover and they can be like, well, we had the opportunity to, to put 10 of y'all on the cover instead yeah. of just one of you. Instead of making it a big deal. Cause again, it's not an annualized game like WWE where they make a big deal about like Roman Reigns. But then the my thing is, yeah. Also, is we don't know much about it because what kind of modes do you have? Like you know, WWE yeah, just produced they they just brought out two K twenty two and like the GM mode. The I think the they said there's mode. a GM mode in it's the supposed AEW to be like a GM like game. game. There's a mobile game popping well, out, supposedly. Game. but like you would hope that they would try to incorporate some of that into. The thing. I, I think GM mode is like a missing a mode that's been missing for wrestling games for too long that people yeah. are big. 
Okay. And you but, know, I mean, I, I know who's going to be on the cover, guys. I figured it out. <laughs> it's Tony Khan. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Only if he's wearing that gold and black jacket and, and he's jumping up and down. Tony Khan presents. And then his, yeah, Tony Khan, Tony Khan has a big announcement. It's this game, AEW, Fight Forever, and that's just all yeah. X on the phone. That's a whole conversation in its own. <laughs> and then the back of it, it's just him standing with like his arms crossed and his dad sitting behind him. What if it's just like all the wrestler pictures like you would see, but it's just all different shots of him? <laughs> 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 he's wrestling himself. You think he's yeah. <laughs> gonna He's gonna be an unlockable character, Tony yeah. Khan. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he'd be a I think he'll just be in the game. He's the he's only character unlocked at the start, and then you have to unlock there you everybody go. else. Ooh, you have to use him to unlock everybody <laughs> else. There you go. There you go. It's called it's called the Tony Khan mode. Tony Khan's <laughs> AEW Forever brought to you by Tony Khan. There you go. Produced by Tony Khan. Catered right. by Tony Khan. <laughs> so the next news story, story I'm just going to ask Dan do you think the Prince of Persia remaster ever comes out oh Jesus Christ um, <laughs> because it has been so this is a, this is a remaster has been in the works for a while it had a hard date I want to say it was like it January of 2020 two years and ago then, and then it was like a month before they indefinitely delayed this game have not talked about it since and now recently it just resurfaced with another indefinite delay because they're moving it to ubisoft montreal like, <laughs> for additional development like, what? promotional materials had dates on this stuff from two years mm-hmm. ago exactly and it like yeah. got delayed like you said it disappeared and like mm-hmm. I, I don't even know at this point my i think the the bigger it's question- weird to just remake the first one well i mean that was the best one i thought it was i'm not gonna disagree with that but oh yeah my question is now it's like, do I care anymore? Does anyone no, care anymore? I don't. I think that was a no. cool thing where they could have that should have been one of those things where like it was announced, two months later it comes out, and then it just does what it does. It does what now, it does. If it does well, maybe we have a conversation about making a new one. Exactly. Maybe we bring it no. back. And then but now it was announced, supposed to come out, delayed, <laughs> gone. And definitely delayed. <laughs> definitely delayed again. Transfer to right. a new studio. So I think uh, I think the timer's out. Like I don't care. I do yeah, no, it's there's no way that's. I'd rather, and especially at this point, like if you want Prince of Persia at this point, just make a new one. Like, Ex- I, yeah, I, I liked the. Weird I would like to see a new one. one. Like hot, hot take the weird, like cartoony the, one, the cel shaded one. Prince of Persia was good. I like that. Okay. Game. Oh yeah. But like they, you know, that didn't sell anywhere near what those other three did. So that version of it died. And yeah. It just kind of disappeared, and that's a bummer because Sands of Time is a great game. Like it was really good. It is. And I would have, I liked warrior game. within as well, but I don't, what was the third one called? Cause I had played very little of the last one, like the I two thrones or something, two thrones, something like that. Twin thrones, like twin thrones, maybe not important. That game wasn't that good. No. So, um, another big thing. And I've actually tested this. I don't know if you, if you have a TV that, you know, can do this, Dan, but PS five finally got their VR support. The variable refresh oh, rate. Yeah, mine. Um, do that. My TV has that, so I actually tried it with Elden Ring, uh, which you know does run mostly at sixty, but it has frame rate issues. It cleans all that up, is what I'm happy to report. So if, if you have a TV that supports that, turn it on because it does work. You can turn it on for unsupported games. However, the one thing I'll say is, for whatever reason, and this doesn't make sense to me, they after this support came out, they patched the game Returnal to take VR support out of that game. And I don't know why they did. I bet it messes something up. With the amount of stuff that yeah. happens on screen at one time in that game, sometimes I bet, but I bet that that game can't handle it. It could for sure. 
Um, another interesting, I thought this was an interesting story, not because I care about Fortnite, but because I think it's humorous now, because I think if I, if I understand this correctly, this is the only way you can play it mobile now is Fortnite is playable on Xbox cloud. You do not have to have game pass. You just have to simply go to xbox.com slash cloud or something. Cloud gaming, I think. And you can just play Fortnite on your phone again. (laughs) So it's kind of crazy. It's a free game on Xbox. Mm-hmm. That can stream to a browser which <laughs> your phone can run. Yeah. So, and it, I mean, am I, so that you cannot play that in any Apple devices, but is that down on Android devices too? Cause of that lawsuit or is it I, only, I Apple? don't know. I okay. know it doesn't, I know Apple and Epic are still going <laughs> so, at it. Aren't going at it. I don't even care. I just thought it was There's interesting. No it's like Microsoft stepped in. and was like, just use our cloud service to play this. So well, uh, that, point. that game is hot garbage. Yeah. Well, there's, oh, I have I don't because yeah, like, they don't ever specifically say like you can play it on Apple. They just like it works on browsers. So yeah, exactly. Whatever. But I mean, uh, we've talked about it before. Like I've played, uh, you know, I played MLB 21 on a phone because of the way <laughs> that thing works. Like it works. So it does. That's a good way to play Fortnite. Two other things we'll wrap up. One's pretty quick, and I'll just put it out there because I like this series. Uh, in the you know, since that we're talking about games are getting announced things, you know, we're, we're what almost three years into this generation. So you, we're going to start getting cool things that are getting announced. Uh, a new mafia game has Woo-hoo. been announced I like in development with unreal five. Yeah. So it's going to be a little while. I like three a lot. Um, it is a, cool. it is going to be a prequel to the first game. So that's interesting, which I think is the best one. So I, I especially after replaying through that uh, remake of it, which was what, like two years ago now, yeah. but um, see, I think, I think, the thing is, is that remake made that game playable because like it if, did. If you went back and tried to play, the original I played one the way it was. I played the original one as as it was meant to be played on oh. PC in two thousand two. So uh, <laughs> it was a it was an interesting concept for a video game. Uh, and I where I think like the sequels were cool ideas, especially the third one. I think had one of the coolest setups. It just became very redundant. Like it halfway, did, and the world didn't feel. It still didn't feel like alive, which yeah, is yeah. considering where it was set. Like they could have done so much. I think that game had a really strong opening. It, it just it got very middle of the road. The like first, the, first, the, game. the first couple hours of three are really good. Like really good. It's great. Like mm-hmm. the story, the character was great. Everything about that game was good. Yeah. It, once it got to the open part, it kind of just just lost it. It died from it. Lost yeah. It. So yeah. I'm excited about this though. Cause it's, it's a series I do really like. So uh, then the last news story we'll talk about, cause I don't think we've really talked about Activision blizzard stuff on our podcast, which we don't need to get through. We don't need to go through the months yeah. and months of that stuff, but I at least thought this was interesting. Uh, they have hired their first ever VP of culture to make the company more diverse, equitable and inclusive. So it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> two years too late. Like I don't. Oh, it is yeah. like I just I thought it was interesting that now we're doing it. Um, you know they seem like they've been dragging their feet on it for a while, even oh. after the lawsuits and this and that and the acquisition. Um, but they they have done that. Is it going to fix anything? I don't know. It, it, should, only, it, really it should. Only, the good thing is it can only help. And if this thing goes through with Xbox and. Bobby gets shown the door and gets to retire on his. There's no way. 
there's no way once this deal gets signed that he stays. They're no, going to shove him right out. But like, so if, if it goes through and Bobby leaves and he retires to his demilitarized zone base on a private <laughs> island somewhere, <laughs> his own henchman, um, I think it's it's it's, a, it's only a good thing. And I, and being yeah. with Xbox is only a good thing. So like, it is. It's great that it exists because that company really needs it. But I also I also can't think of it as not a way for them to be like. See, you guys don't need a union. We're working on it. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? So, like, at the same time, like, is there <laughs> something behind it? Maybe. Because mm. who made the position? Who hired this person? Yeah. Like, right. The people who need to deflect all this crap. So, <laughs> um, but it's it's good. I mean. Yeah. I don't, I, at this point, like, I don't know if it's necessarily something that, like, what this person does and, and how she handles all this stuff. It needs to be public knowledge anymore. Like, but. Yeah. All right, well, we'll shift gears to emails, which, Dan, you had a request last week with emails, which was send us questions about GameStop. Yes. And, man, did people send us questions about GameStop. I picked three of them out of the emails we got. We actually had six emails. Okay. Uh, I picked some of two of the emails were pretty close and similar, so I apologize to the people that I did not read your email. Some of them were very similar, so... Um, but boy, you sure asked us about GameStop. So, uh, we'll start with the first one. This was, this one was from Gary from Chicago, Illinois. So we're very familiar. Uh, and I'll just, I'll read it verbatim. It says, what was it like working at GameStop and doing midnight launches? I feel like as a customer, they are basically not a thing anymore. I remember launches of huge games like the original last of us and maybe Halo reach. But today it seems like digital releases have killed this. Um, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Digital right. releases have killed this. I would say from my time at GameStop, and Dan obviously was there much longer, we watched Midnight's Die. Yeah. So like well, very much. And to kind of to kind of start at the end, the, the reason they died, and digital releases is a big part of it. But the it reason they died is 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 because digital releases allowed for like well, it's out at midnight in a different time zone why isn't it yeah. out at the exact same time here in our time zone so that's exactly. like, that really started to mess things up we're like if it's midnight in new york it's only 11 in in chicago now yeah, i have to wait another hour to play a game people have played for an hour that doesn't make any sense you, you think about like 10 15 years ago it didn't matter you were there was no digital storefront you were waiting till midnight to get your physical so then copy. it would start so then <laughs> when that started to happen it started to be like well, if it's out 12 Eastern time, then it's at 11 central. So like we wouldn't have minutes anymore. We'd have 11 PMs. Yeah. And then it started to be, well, it's Witcher. So it's out midnight in Poland. So that's actually like six in our time. Yeah, I remember just, that the one. Time, the times. I remember that one. So messed up that there weren't even like true midnights anymore. And then it became in a, in a way to get ahead of it. GameStop GameStop became well, here's here's the new rule. We can sell it to you at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. You can't get it until twelve. So yeah. that was I that was an effort for them to try to hype up the the midnight mentality more again. Mm-hmm. But all it became was everybody came in at nine. Yeah. Left for two and a half hours and then Exactly. Yeah. So it didn't really work and it, and arguably it got it was it was a hell of a lot faster. Like we could get through a hundred person midnight and be oh. done at twelve oh five. 
Yeah, because all you'd have to do is come back with your receipt. You literally just scan it, hand them their game, and they're done. Right. There was no event. Well, I'd some mix ups because like people would, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't want this version. I wanted that version, or they gave me the wrong game. Like so, that kind of stuff was a pain in the ass. But like sure. that that's kind of the end. Now, if you want to go back to the beginning when they were, were really becoming a thing, mm-hmm. like the the whole idea of it was like it was supposed to be a party because you could get your physical stuff early i remember the really the first like major one i did was vice city for ps2 okay and i worked at game crazy because that was huge like because three yeah. three had blown up everybody yeah. was into grand theft auto now 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 it's like you can play grand theft auto but it's in the 80s in miami everybody wanted that game <laughs> yeah i think my game crazy alone probably had somewhere around 300 reserves okay and this is back when that's just a ps2 game and that's all that game was yeah. That was like, that was just PS2 game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would have, we had lines around the block. Um, that was when I worked at the Game Crazy. It was inside Hollywood. So Hollywood Video always liked them because they would sell so much like candy and like pop yeah. and all this kind yeah. of stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. And then like from there, you know, we tried to build events. And um, this this is going to, it's a different thing for everyone's GameStop because we didn't, we didn't have budgets. Like people need to understand this. Like we didn't have budgets for midnights there was we were no told budget. to just kind of make it happen on our own which mm-hmm. is really hard to if you went to a midnight at one store that had food and all that kind of stuff they didn't they didn't corporate didn't give them that they were yeah. paying out of their pocket which is stupid because you don't get reversed or they were lucky enough to have someone nearby who actually like partnered with them yeah and you like, would sometimes get that kyle knows like i worked really hard to try to get people to do this especially mm-hmm. the buffalo wild wings in the parking lot and like they would shut yeah. me down constantly it was so that one guy took over and then yeah. finally he came and approached me and we were able to do it. But um, yeah, it's just midnights. Midnights were cool for a while, but then they just became more um, <laughs> kind of unnecessary. It's, it's it was unnecessary. Cause like we would have the people come in do their pre rings at nine o'clock. And then like, I typically would put like, depending on what the game was, like I'd put a relevant movie on that uh, right. display thing. And we just watch that. And we, um, <laughs> for a while until our district manager stole it, we had a giant TV in our store. Yeah. Um, which was cool because we would actually set that up on our back counter. And sometimes we were allowed to display games early. So we would hook that up and like, let it play behind. I remember borderlands two was a big one. We did it for Okay. We had the big TV behind the thing and I had all the copies out and like you could play it for a little bit if you wanted to. Like, cause remember we, sometimes you could play games early and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff was fun, but it was like, there's so many, and a lot of it was like publishers, like so many rules. There like, are a lot of can't rules. Talk about it. Can't look at it. Uh, this box can't be opened until then. Um, uh, probably the best one I ever did was modern warfare two. Okay. Yeah, that would have been a big one. Yeah, that was huge. We actually had the, the army came out. Um, That's pretty. This cool. was when I was working at not even the other store I worked at before Kyle, the one before that, which disappeared. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But like the army That's came weird. out. Jersey Mike's brought tables and like sandwiches and stuff to give out and coupons. Cool. Um, you know, uh, we had like contests and stuff. We had prizes. Sometimes we'd give away copies of the game. That sounds That's, pretty cool. That was, I mean, when we could do it. Like, I I thought that that should have been something we did every time. Like, somebody randomly wins a copy of the game should have been a thing that just you have to. You have to remember, too, like, at that time, that would have been, if you were giving out copies, usually that was something the publisher would have been like, hey, you can do this. Yeah. Occasionally, we would that. get stuff from publishers to give out, like, um, mm-hmm. 
buttons and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Smash Brothers, they gave us those title belts. Remember that? I remember that, yeah. Um, sometimes they were cool and they would send us like boxes of chips or like candy. And we would give out some of it and keep the rest for ourselves. <laughs> we sure would. Because <laughs> that's my fucking candy. Yeah. That's exactly. the one thing we had forever. We had some. Wow. <laughs> I'd have to think about it. God, we we just we were always eating at that thing. What the hell was it? I know we had Doritos a lot because Halo had Doritos. Okay, like Halo Four. I think they sent us like cases of Doritos. I want to say it was Halo. There was something else though that like we had can't we had Mike and Ike's for a long time. We did have Mike and Ike's for a long Um, time. I so for me like the the best midnight I ever went to uh, because by the time that I started working at GameStop again. And I should explain too, I don't think I've ever explained it on, on the channel. So like uh, throughout my personal GameStop career, I always worked at the same one, but uh, I had previously worked at the GameStop that I worked at was a key holder way back in like uh, 2006. At that time, I was just a seasonal employee because my full-time gig was working in the electronics department which at Target across the street, which is an ex- insane conflict of interest. You weren't supposed to be able to do both. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so I had worked there just, just very briefly. And then after that, um, I was just obviously just a customer. The best midnight I ever went to was Halo 3 because it was just nuts. There were That store that we worked at had like 600 copies reserved. There were people that turned their their Jeep into a warthog. Like it just, it was crazy. Like you will not see something like that today for a video. You know what another launch. crazy one was? You know what a super crazy one was? Was Skyrim. Um, Skyrim was probably like the last, like I would say Skyrim or like Halo Reach uh, were probably the last like really, really big ones. Skyrim um, was the last one I remember being crazy because like I had kids line up outside at like two o'clock. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and they, they brought lawn chairs and stuff and mm-hmm. they were like, Hey, are, is it cool if we sit out here? I'm like, I'm just not blocking the door, man. You can do anything you want outside. Yeah, care. exactly. Form the line. You're in the line. Do this. Let's as long as you're not coming in the store, dicking around. Cool, like, because yeah. like they ordered pizza to have it like delivered to them outside the store. And then mm-hmm. they brought it into us. Uh, yeah. Somebody brought a cooler full of Mountain Dew and just like gave it out and gave <laughs> it to us. Um, some guy was coming to pick his up. And he worked at like a local like a pizza place or something. And he's like, I just like we had a pizza we couldn't deliver and like some sandwiches or something. So he just brought all that. We're, we're and, forgetting one. We're actually forgetting the last big one. Well, uh, I remember the thing about that was, is like <laughs> the so like people were giving us food and all this kind of stuff. And the kids outside, I was giving them kind of a hard time, but they were good kids. And like because they were hanging out and they were cool. I gave them all the swag we had. Here's a shirt. Yeah. Here's whatever. Like, take it. Yeah. Like, again, like we've talked about it before, but like, if you were cool, we were cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All you had to do is be cool. Yeah. You would have got stuff. But what was it? What's so, the other yeah, one? Big yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. God, I barely remember that one. GTA Five was ridiculous. When you and I worked the midnight, and then I came in the next day and opened with you. Yeah, and I worked the entire day. Well, you had to because it was just nonstop all day. Yeah, well, because like bananas, like kids kept school. The midnights could be fun, GTA, <laughs> but generally the next mornings were hell. I will say, yeah, like the midnight yeah. was fine. That that day was hell because it uh, was just it was the combo of like kids that were skipping school and then they have to have a parent and then you'd have to go through the spiel of like the other, sure the other fun part of the nights was always like kids that had to drag their fucking parents to a game. <laughs> Do not want to be there. Oh, I always love that. That was always fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like midnights. I think there was, there was a, t- a, a time and a place when they were a thing and they were really good and they could be fun and all that kind of stuff. But like, 
as soon as digital became a thing and then simultaneous mm-hmm. release became a thing, mm-hmm. it killed him. And the other thing that killed him too is like Nintendo killed him because when simultaneous release became a thing and we could give out the games at nine, Nintendo was still like, nah, man, it's 12. We yeah. have to wait another three hours for nothing. So that people could. I remember the switch, the switch midnight. Uh, <sighs> you know, we had people coming, obviously, get the system at midnight. But uh, again, that was the, it. Had to be midnight. It can be and a lot. And it was the worst. Everything was yeah. strict. Twelve oh one. You couldn't. It couldn't be on display. It couldn't be anywhere. I remember the saddest midnight that you and I worked was Uncharted Four. That was a bad. We one. had one customer. One customer. You want to know the worst one I was ever a part of? This is good. Okay. Driver, worse than that. Driver three. Oh, that's so bad. How, so this is another kind of like insight into early days of midnights because this is a game crazy release. Yeah. We would get the games. They'd get flown into the airport and then mm-hmm. someone would have to go to the airport and get them and bring them okay. to like a hub store, which for us was Schaumburg. So that makes I sense, had to though. drive to Schaumburg from where mm-hmm. we are, which is 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. go into the game crazy there and be like yeah man i'm from the other store i need to pick these up the guy behind the counter didn't even check my id didn't know who he was just hands me, <laughs> just hands me 60 copies of the game. oh jesus <laughs> oh uh, and i, I kind of thought about it and i just laughed and i walked out and i kind of laughed i was like i could have been anybody and my buddy yeah. was with me in the car and i told him like you should go in now and say that you're me from the store and that you need the games to see what his reaction was but we didn't do it so we, I drove him all the way back, and then some guy had to work that midnight by himself, and nobody came. Oh, that's right. bad. He was driving. Try to tell him. Nobody cares. I feel like I rented that game, but yes. I wouldn't have paid money for that. But yeah, some midnights, like, they had a time and a place, but, like. It, no, it's. They started. I just remember the sadness of Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. That was. <laughs> it was you and I staring out that window into the empty parking lot of, like. This sucks. There were other, there were there and well, and the other thing is like Madden was. Remember Madden was huge forever, and then it died. Um, it was just it was just uh, Madden. Yeah, Madden was a really big one, but the digital is what really killed that because those people want to play Madden as soon as they fucking can. So uh, they did not care. Like they were very quick to be like, I don't need a physical copy of Madden. No. So um, the next one we have, which I'm sure you probably have to think on it for a second, but what's the craziest customer story from GameStop you can share? And this one came, this one came to us from Kristen from Verona, Wisconsin. Well, I can share anything now because that company, (laughs) we don't work there anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was trying, uh, I was thinking about this and I was trying to come up with a couple and, um, Craziest is a weird word because I'm trying to think of something that's like really bizarre. We've talked about the porno disc on here, have we not? We did that. That okay. was a bad one, but that one—that's a bad one. Yeah, that was that was crazy in a different way. We're like, it was crazy to me because it's like it would have never gotten past any of us. Us for that, so. insane. Um, <laughs> there was one. Um, this was game crazy days. So this is like, uh, this is like the DS had been out for a little bit, and this was okay. I was a manager. I had. Three employees because it was like the four of us basically ran a game crazy because it was inside of Hollywood, so you didn't really need double coverage because there was always somebody. Around. Yeah, not that they could help you, but you were never alone. Like, yeah, that's the important part. Building. Um, and I I remember we had a we had a used DS or a new DS, okay, maybe. And um, I was home and I got a phone call from, I believe it was my assistant at the time, and he's like, um, like. You could hear it in his voice. He's like shaking, like something bad yeah. happened. 
I'm like, what is going on? And he's, <laughs> there was some guy in the store threatening him with like violence and stuff. Sure. And like, um, uh, he, he actually said like, you, I'm going to, I'll, you know, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and I'm going to blow up the store and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay. what is happening? And it was mm-hmm. because his kid brother who was like, I think he was like 11 or 12 or something like that mm-hmm. had bought a DS. Okay. Okay. There's no age restrictions on systems, right? Yeah. Like anybody could buy it. It's a system. It's not a game. He, he started telling my assistant or whatever, like it's illegal to sell kids system. And my guy's like, no, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. And he's like, you have to return it and you have to give him his cash back and all this kind of stuff. And he, my, my guy was like, no, he's open. And he's using all this kind of stuff. And that's when yeah. I started threatening him and he called me and I could uh-huh. hear it. And I said, do the return, give his money back. I don't care. Yeah. And the second he walks out the door, call the police. Like, yeah. just do it. And, exactly. uh, and so he, he did that. And, you know, we, of course we never saw the guy again, never heard anything about it again, but that was, that was pretty crazy. I guess you'd say the other one, there was another good one where like some guy, uh, tried to steal from a Hollywood video. This was just one I saw. <laughs> I just steal from the okay. Hollywood video and, you know, went through the sensor, the thing went off. The guy who was working over there shouted, like, somebody stop that guy. This guy from the back of the Hollywood, he's got to be like five, six, but he's built like a truck. Bolt up. <laughs> okay. This dude to the ground. Pins it, like, he's got his knee in his back. Like, just like he's holding this guy on the ground until we call him. It was just a regular customer. But he just okay. immediately snapped and like went and tackled this guy, dude in the parking lot. Okay, cops came, arrested that guy. Like it was nuts. And then, uh, then the guy came back in, and we, they were like, "You can rent whatever you want for free, man. Don't matter." <laughs> like, that was super cool. Like he was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I, crazy. Such a it's a it's a hard word. Like it's a hard word. It's a hard one to think of. I mean, when I think of crazy, I don't think of crazy customers. I think of a, the crazy landlord. But that's different. yeah. I mean, crazy stories stuff are my heat going out in twenty degree weather and having to pay to rent heaters for a weekend because the landlord broke our heater slash AC unit. And then by doing that, it cost us to go over budget for the year, at which point we weren't profitable by like, you know, a hundred bucks. And my boss tried Jeez. to deny my raise. And I told him, yeah, I remember Hell no, that ain't my fault. <laughs> oh, uh, we can control that. That guy, that guy was terrible. Like uh, we had a hole in our ceiling because he wouldn't fix a roof. And like we birds, battled this for years. Birds would come in through the hole in the roof. And then they would set off the alarm. Set off the alarm at two o'clock in the morning to the point where every time the alarm company called, I would just have to be like, "Did the front door trip? No, and turn it off." Yeah, uh, and then get there. There's no plan for me to drive out. For then me. I gotta yeah, prop the door open for two hours until the bird finds its way out. Exactly. Um, that guy once um, locked the propane tank. Locked lit propane tanks in the empty lot of us because he had taken a heater out of that. Which caused the pipe to freeze and then burst and flood our store. It did, yeah, Ooh, there's one that I'm working with one of our buddies, and like he's standing over putting games, you know, across from the cash wrap on the wall, and he's just like looks down and he's like, "My shoe is soaked," and I'm like, "What?" And then we look down, and it's like there's just water pouring in from this wall, and I'm like, 
What? So I told him, I was like, go outside, look in the empty shopping center next door to us and see what's going on. So he goes outside and he looks and he looks and then he comes back in and shaking his head. He's like, there's a pipe that's just fucking burst in there. And so, of course, it takes forever. Like, I think it, it was at the point where, like, I had to give him the keys because at the time he was not a key holder. But like, I have to be the one to go talk to this fucking yeah. dude at the trampoline place and tell him, like, right. This pipe is burst. You need to shut this off immediately. So I did like, shut the water off and like, eventually mm-hmm. it dried out and stuff. But then his grand idea instead of fixing the heater was to <laughs> grab one of those like <laughs> things you would fry a turkey for Thanksgiving on. Like yes. you put it in the middle middle of the store <laughs> and hook the propane tank up to it and just had a lit fire going in there. And, 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 then, and the reason we figured it out is because every so often this guy was an ass and he would park in a fire lane normally. Mm-hmm. But he would every so often, like it was like a night at one time. I think it was me and you. I think it was you and I. Cause uh, yeah, I I saw it and then I was like, you just fucking every, go look at this. I can't describe this. Every couple hours, he's rolling up, stopping, going into the building next door, and then coming back out to his van, put some in the back, and driving away. And finally, one time, I was like, I need to go see what this is. <laughs> I walk outside. I go look over. Open flame, middle of this thing. I pull on the door. The door is locked, and I'm like, what in the hell is happening? Like he burned. <laughs> tips over we're doomed yeah so, um, it just so happened that like i had a relative who was the fire inspector of our city and i told him i was like i got a story for you and he came <laughs> you gotta be kidding me <laughs> he laid he went and he laid into that guy that guy was just the epitome oh. of the um, he ran a tramp for those who don't know he ran like a trampoline like a, a kids jump place mega trampoline fun zone was the name Actually, of it think, he, uh, it's gone now so i guess it's you, gone no it is permanently closed i checked so we can talk about really it gone. like the sign is gone uh yeah so i guess you can't dox him now but he uh yeah like um he his heat didn't work the release over the trampolines um every kid that worked for him was like 16 uh, I do, I couldn't tell you how many times like that we what would be called the death zone because of how many ambulances came. An ambulance counter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got up to twenty one summer at least, at like least. at least twenty. Um, he refused to pay people because they would come mm-hmm. in and they'd complain to us. Um, yeah, we had that happen a couple times where like one of the teenager kids would come in and be like, "This fucking dude won't pay me." He got fired. He got fired because he dared to help a girl that fell and broke her ankle. Yeah, and then the guy refused to pay him. Um, which I you know there's liability and stuff, but like. She broke her ankle for Christ's sake. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's like that guy. That guy was. You want to talk about crazy? Like that stuff gets crazy. That stuff got crazy. Guy. Back and forth with the roof. Back and forth for years, and then finally, his final, his final move was when our lease was up to deny it because he owned the building. Yeah, that was when we finally closed. But it was like, <laughs> just that was that was the worst. But so, I mean, that's what I think of when I think of crazy. Um, I was trying to think of one, one specifically and. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like the, only, the good one that I'll, the, the good one that I'll share is, uh, and this, this was a guy, I don't remember the person's name. And if I'm being honest, this person probably had some sort of mental problem or something, but we would have a customer come in. One of those who would just talk to you too much. He went between multiple game stops. And this is why this is, this is why this story is important. So he would go between multiple game stops. And he'd do the same thing at every game stop he'd go to. He'd, he'd talk your ear off about everything to the point where it's like, I, I need to do shit. Like I can't be talking to you. So <laughs> my, uh, my best friend is a, is a key holder at a different game stop. So one day, one day after work, a couple of us decided to go see trans. I think it was transformers four. Yeah. 
And so we're walking in to this movie and it's AMC. This would have been like one of the first years that they did reserve seating. So they keep it in mind. The seating is reserved. So we're walking in from the parking lot. This fucking customer sees us, comes up, immediately starts talking to my friend. And I could already tell he's put down. because he's, like, he's like, he doesn't want anything to do with this person when he's working. Now, he really doesn't want anything to do with this person while he's, uh, you know, not working. Mm-hmm. So we get our tickets, whatever. We go and we sit in our reserved seats. This guy does not have a reserved seat next to my friend, but he fucking sat next to him anyways for the entire movie. <laughs> Transformers 4 is like three hours long. Yeah. And he no, said, yeah, talk to him time. the entire fucking movie. Mm. <laughs> so that's a good one. That dude was crazy. I don't remember what his that name reveals, was. That story also reveals a, a, a pretty hidden, like a hidden downside to working at a game store is. Yes. People in your town recognize you. Like. Yes. And it, it, it's <laughs> awful. Because like, be. I just want to avoid. And you see him someplace. Yes. Like, either have to leave or go a different direction or just get out of here because I don't yes. want to be stopped and talk to in public. Like I have a persona at work and I have a public persona and I do not, the two <laughs> shall not meet. Exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> so um, the last, the last question we'll go over. And I mean, we have plenty of other crazy customer stories. We're going to have to think about those. Yeah. I'll have sure, to often steal one. Um, <laughs> The last one we have is from Ryan from Oaktown Charter Township, Michigan, which I used to live in Michigan. There's a lot of townships up there. So um, over the years, you guys worked at GameStop. How did it change in terms of what was important to sell to upper management? So like in terms like what does upper management want you to focus on this week? It seems like one year I would I would go in and it was all about stuff like iPods and then it would shift pretty rapidly to the next thing. I've always wondered about this. Um, I mean, that, I mean, it really depended on what the company, I, I, I hesitate to use the term goals, but really like whatever they're new, it's it, it, at least for while I was there, it seemed like they would jump on whatever the new scheme was and just ride that down as far as they could until they jump off to the next thing. Yeah. It was really like flavor <laughs> of the month type stuff. It was like whatever yeah. the, the corporate people heard about from their buddies at corporate from, from other corporate or like mm-hmm. whatever they could buy for cheap and flip. I mean, at its core, GameStop is a, is a business meant to sell you money. It's meant to give you loan amounts for what you sell to us and sell it to other people. If you don't understand that concept, you don't understand what a retail business <laughs> retail businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we'd have to fight with people on that all the time. Like, why do you want to give five cents for Madden 08? Cause I have 150 of them. Yeah. So literally uh, open the back door and they're they're all in, spined up there. In terms yeah, Jesus. In terms of like how they would decide, it just it seemed random. Like to if we're being it honest. It definitely seemed random because like one day, like I remember the iPad iPod, like iPad thing vividly because it got it got bad enough to the point that like I remember they wanted us to have one of our employees stand in front of that fucking case and like talk to people as they were shopping. I'm like, hey, come over here. The thing about the thing about GameStop that really is, um, you can really see, or like, or especially on the inside, is just how much the people running that company have no clue. Of no, what have no the company is, how it's run, what <laughs> customers are, what they like. They have zero idea how that place functions on a daily basis. So they would, they would come up with new metrics to rate mm-hmm. them on constantly because they were always like well this is what it actually means well no it's this so like one one year it would be 
year of pre-owned. And it was just sell pre-owned and pre-owned and we're going to track you on pre-owned and we're going to put you in percentiles based on pre-owned. And then if you're under a certain percentile, you're going to get written up. And then the next year they wouldn't even talk about it. Yeah. It would be, it would be, <laughs> That'd be the weird cards. part. All we care about is pro cards, sell pro cards. If you don't mm-hmm. sell pro cards, you get written up. The next year it would change. Um, yeah. It, it was, it's in, it was insane to keep up with because it was just always changing, always changing, always changing. They would always come up with some some stupid new thing. Like I remember the be- the beginning of this whole process. I really was when they were like, "We're going to start selling Net Ten memberships." I remember and, the like, net, but not phones, just memberships to Net Ten. Mm-hmm. There were these big cards that came in a thing. You had activated, and it was just like, "You want a cheap phone? I guess you're going to GameStop to buy a time card." It, like none of it made sense. Yeah, but if you didn't and sell one a week, you got in trouble. Yeah, it's like who am I selling this to? I don't understand this. <laughs> and then it was like, and then from there it flipped into, I mean, that's just the phone side. Then it flipped into, we're going to buy the, abil- we the, I- the ability to sell cricket stuff. Oh, we the cricket. cricket. Awful. We didn't own cricket. We, we partnered with cricket. So now it's, you have to be having cricket conversations with everyone. Hey man, what phone service do you have? Cause that's a normal conversation you ask yeah. people. We're buying a used video game. Doesn't make any sense. What phone service you have? Let's talk about cricket. Yeah, like, so like you'd have to go into this spiel of like <laughs> phone service, and if you didn't sell two cricket a week, you got yelled at. Well, it it was a disadvantage for us because the only cricket store in town was run horribly. Town, in town, you mean so, like. 15 miles yeah so like it <laughs> came to a point where it's like all of a sudden these people learn like oh gamestop i can go and pay my fucking bill or and so that's all we did with a really complicated thing i want to do to set up phones through cricket that you've never been trained on so yeah like if that happens and i get pulled away to set up cricket phones for two and a half hours while yeah. one person does everything else yeah and it was just such a like to make how much money Exactly. Nothing. I will say that, like iPods, like buying iPods and iPads and stuff, whatever. There's a lot of money in that, and like probably something we should have been doing from the start. Yeah. But I never thought that we should have sold them in stores because the problem was is like we take everything in, but we weren't able to sell it right away. Exactly. If you had a really nice one, anything we took, we had to ship out. And we had yeah. no control over what we got in. Mm-hmm. So I could take, I could take, you know, just this wasn't, this wasn't, they weren't out there, but like I could take two iPhone tens in, in one day, but I'd never be able to sell them. I'd never get credit for yeah. that, but they would send me iPhone three GSs. I had to, I had to sell. Yeah. And if I didn't, you know, people want those now. Yeah. Like it didn't, it, it was just awful. Like it should have just been, we take it all in. It all goes to the pool on the website and you could buy it through the web. Do you guys carry iPods and stuff? No, we'll buy them here, but you can buy them on the website. How much easier would that have been? Incredibly yeah. easier. They wouldn't oh, have yeah. had to send me stupid cases. They wouldn't have had mm-hmm. to send me all this these like price tags and boxes, and here's how you fold the cardboard to fit it in the box. <laughs> all this other crap. <laughs> a lot of wasted, wasted material. Time, wasted like resources. I wouldn't have had to pay someone to stand in front of a case to not sell people iPods. To be fair, I think that was only like a month they were hard about that, but no, that there, still was, there was very a stupid. longer period of time than that, but like there were for every stupid idea they came up, they came up with or still come up with. There are the next one ways, would be worse. There are better ways to do that, and they yeah. just ignore them because what we say is law, and that's how it is. But so that's I mean that's in terms of like product stuff, but like the real problem with that place is like metrics that they track you on because they're bad. They're bad. They don't make sense. 
well, how come you don't have any pre-orders this week? Well, gee, maybe it's because nothing comes out for like a month and a half. <laughs> or maybe it's because I've seen five people today and yeah. two people traded in for cash and like somebody else did this and somebody else did this. Exactly. Like, they, they, they never understood customer bases like we did. Well, I always, I always remember it got to the point where like at one, at one point they wanted us to be doing so much in terms of like pre-owned trade-ins that our district manager had told us like, well, you should constantly be going negative on what you have cash on hand. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, you know, that's what you want me to do. Why don't I have, why don't I have more cash in the register? Exactly. Right. Or have more cash in the store. And then you had to fight to get that increased. Or there was exactly. always the thing where like, well, we don't really compare stores to other stores, but here's a ranking of every store in order. And you're <laughs> at well, and also the worst fucking thing that could ever happen to you is if you were in a district that a brand new store opened yeah. up because they had no metrics to go against the first the year. You, you would lose everything because they, and were, if- they would purposely, <laughs> they did this on purpose to like to fool investors to be like, Oh, well we think this new store in an area where there are no game stores is only going to sell like, 10 copies of this new game and then they'd sell a hundred and their percentages would be a thousand percent sales. And like, oh, they're just doing so great. I can't tell you how many fucking manager things I had to go to where they would pull up. Let's see the top 10 stores from last year. And it would be like store 7,000, this 7,000, this 8,000, this, because they were just, your store number was and what number your store opened in order. They always started with sevens or eights. Do you know what our store number started with? You might know because you listen to the podcast. A zero when it's a four digit. <laughs> exactly. We're the oldest exactly. in the district. Like we were constantly competing against ourselves, not mm-hmm. other stores. But they never yeah. they never took that into account. No. I, I they we'd go to, I'd have to go to sit at award shows where they would mm-hmm. give a, a guy who has run a store for two months an award because it started so great because it opened last year. <laughs> exactly. Like what? Or, or I would say, or if you got a remodel, they would reset your store number. That would happen sometimes. You, yeah, and that would happen sometimes. And then, or it, if it's you were the late same and you moved across the street, <laughs> so you had the exact same yeah. customer base, but in a new location, new store mm-hmm. number. Wow, you're the greatest store that's ever existed. Exactly. Wow. You moved. You weren't so good. Um, there were just there was just problems like. Um, the metrics thing, especially like, so they would not only would they rank your store, but they would really try to like rank employees against each other, which mm-hmm. if you've ever worked retail or especially if you've worked at a game store, everybody doesn't get the same hours. Everybody yeah. doesn't get the same type of hours being like mm-hmm. one customer from the store. I worked 40 plus a week. I helped more people than anyone else. Of course, I'm going to have more cards, more reserves, more trades. You, you also worked the most alone shifts too. Yeah. I, but yeah. And I also, By nature, worked- you had to. Eight hours by myself, many days. Pretty much. Or open to closes. Um, But it's just like, and then like, so if you were the the bottom ranking person in the store, I was supposed to write you up. And Kyle knows this. I would, I would tell, I I would go up to Kyle or whoever was in trouble in quotes at the time and be like, (laughs) you know, we had a conversation. And then that was the end of it. That was the end of it. There's no point. Unless my district manager was standing over my shoulder. Well, the other thing too, it's like, okay, well, what if I only work two shifts this week? Yeah, my numbers are going to be bad because I only work two shifts this right. week. You know what he I mean? Worked, like, so you worked well, so Kyle, I'm sorry, you worked four hours yeah. this week and didn't get a reserve. So next week, I can't give you any hours. Yeah, well, how am I supposed to get numbers to get more system. hours? But <laughs> that's they, so crazy. That's how uh-huh. they wanted you to do it. That was how exactly. it was, how the system was designed. We would always have like five metrics 
And if you were above it, you got a point. And if you were below it, you got no points. So if you're below three of them, you're the worst employee that's ever lived. We should probably take you out back and shoot you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just sell a per card next time. Or they would have me do stupid like uh, role play scenarios. It's like, pretend I'm a customer. It's like the district managers were the worst because they'd be like, pretend I'm a customer. It's like, okay, um, no customers ever acted like that in the history of the store being open. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's really hard to do that. Like, you know what a lot of people want to do with a video game store? As someone who shops. I just want stores, the cash. I'd like to look around. Yeah. I'd like to look Sometimes around. I know what I want, but I still want to look around. Exactly. Yeah. The, ask, asking a customer if they had any questions was the worst thing you could ever do. You, it is. If, you're, if, if there was a boss around you when you said that, you might as well pack your things up and leave. Yeah, exactly. It, the place was just insane, and like just and, and anybody above store level, <laughs> yeah, ninety percent of those people were yes men, like who, yeah, kissed ass to get to where they were, and then just oh, use their power sure. to put you down. And he had a very bad one. Well, that reminded me, and I'm gonna, I'm going to share, and this will be the last thing yeah. we discuss here because we're talking crazy stories, not a crazy customer story. But a but a crazy DM story, Oof, and oh, you know where I'm going with this, and it's, and it's and it's specifically the Holocaust video. Okay, that yeah, and <laughs> we'll just go with that. So there was, and this this is the first December I was at GameStop, mm-hmm. uh, the first Christmas time, and this was when the systems were coming out. So this would have been Xbox One and PS4, mm-hmm. and so they did a uh, manager meeting. They did an assistant manager meeting, and I was a third key at the time. So they decided, well, these system launchers are going to be huge. We're going to do a third key manager meeting. So before I go to this meeting, I have both Dan and our ASM at the time like, oh, you'll be getting to see the Holocaust. See the video. And I go, what's that? Oh, just wait. You'll know it when you see it. You'll, You'll know when you see it. So this is a video that was created by our district manager at the time. I don't remember the music that was playing, but it was a video that basically was hyping you up for the launch of these two systems. Never and before so, has, has history led to a moment like this. Exactly. <laughs> this type of video. And it's like, these moments only happen once in a lifetime. Okay. So, you know, I'm going with this. There's, they're showing different events in history. I'd like to point including out in this video. There's been, that would have been the fourth time a PlayStation system has launched, but sure. Yes, but sure. Okay. Uh, and also, this is, this is high, I will preface of saying this is highly offensive, and I'm amazed that this this would not pass in 2022 if somebody did. Oh this. God, he would have been They're showing different events, and we get to you know these things only happen once in a lifetime. There are shots of the Holocaust in this video. There are shots of 9/11. Yeah, and then the PS4 and the Xbox One yeah. launch. Same thing. Same same level. Of and thing. I just sat there in this media. This was like the response of every single person watching this. Just. Kind of put their heads down. Like what, what, I remember what looking at, I remember looking at a general manager and just like staring at each other and giving each other a look of like, you I'm saw that, like, right? Like I didn't make that. I'm up. not crazy, right? Like I just saw it. They're comparing this to that. Like it's just, I'm amazed it made it from the manager meeting to the assistant manager meeting to my I'm fucking not, meeting. Because he wouldn't have recut it. And no matter what anybody said to him, like yeah. he thought he was some kind of genius when it came to presentation <laughs> and shit. <laughs> So like he, he thought, oh my he thought God. he was making the next the next Oscar winning Greatest short thing. film when he when he cut together YouTube clips. I do remember when I walked into that meeting, I had to hear uh, Nickelback photograph. That so, sounds- 
accurate. Yeah, that was, <laughs> so I do yeah, that, was uh, that was pretty bad. Like that was literally so, like a look across. The and this was like this was like on a Friday at like eight o'clock. It's like November, like the week or two before these systems come yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like standing here with a bunch of. The, you went to the mall, right? Yeah, I had to go to the mall where they had rented out like a closed shopping center yeah. in the mall. We had we had like, a, at a store. Time, it's and I'm like, exists, but we have a, like a derelict mall around us. It's still and here. We had a store, it's, had a store in it for a long time, derelict. and he would. We had two stores there for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, he would uh, he would constantly rent out this like shut yeah shut down like clothing place, and we'd just sit at a big table in there. By rent, it was probably like, hey, here's twenty bucks if I can use this like space for a couple hours or and put some chairs there. Let himself in. I don't think security was checking. I don't think I they were checking. Moment. No. But yeah, that was um, that was that was pretty crazy. That was a bad one. That's a bad one because yeah, when I got done, then I came back. I'm like, I've seen the video. Hold it. <laughs> oh my god. So that's another crazy one. I'd say, but no. As always, I mean, send us more questions about GameStop, and I mean, in the interim, like we'll we'll think of more. Cra- I have to really think about crazy customers because we had a lot, but game, yeah, and then um, a lot of it's if, a you, if you have game crazy memories too, because I worked there for yeah. seven years. So, so, um, and then to to wrap things up, I'm gonna go ahead and let Matt talk about a special guest we're gonna have next time. Yeah, so um, I you know of course. Dan and Kyle know the story of how this happened, but his name is Ryan Nee Miller. Um, he actually was on America's Got Talent um, season 14, I believe it was. Yeah, season 14, and he came in third place. Um, I followed him on Twitter randomly. He randomly posted about how he wanted to start a video game podcast. I shot him a message dude messaged me back and we've been chatting on instagram about him coming on to our show so uh um the next the next time we record he will be our special guest you can follow him on twitter tiktok instagram youtube his handle is cripple threat eight um dude is hilarious and i'm super excited for him to be part of our show the next time Really funny guy. Yeah. Um, if you've got, if you guys check him out or know who he is and you have questions for him. Yeah. Send him in. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're definitely going to, we plan on talking to him about what he, what he's up to. He's going to join in on all the segments and um, it's going to be cool. We're really excited to have him. Like I said, I watched uh, some of his stuff. He's really funny. So, uh, so and uh, to send any questions in, it's podcast 572 at gmail.com uh which i you know check it <laughs> pretty frequently so uh, and again whatever other questions you want to send us in i know you got we got blown up with gamestop questions yeah it can week, be anything so. it doesn't have to be those yeah it doesn't have to be that but hey we like talking we like about reminiscing it. and <laughs> giving you know inside takes on stuff you may have always wondered exactly. about. so i've never worked at a gamestop but i did dumpster dive several times so oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> never you never got anything good out of ours though because i destroyed that shit oh yeah we did we did yeah it was the fun of doing that. It was though. fun. That was that was you got already frustration out by breaking shit. <laughs> for sure. Nice. All right. Well, we will catch everyone next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Thanks.